Don't need the note. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of Game Time with Manny. Uh, we are here once again on the internet. Yes, hello. Hello. We're social distancing, as as is the new norm. Yes, I think it's going to be like this for at least another month or two, so... Yeah, possibly. So I guess we can talk about that at the beginning. We're probably going to, for the duration of the social distancing and coronavirus madness, we're probably going to do once a week, right? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I figured it would be some way for us to kind of like catch up and just kind of talk for for a couple hours. Because we, we always hang out on Fridays. We just, every other Friday, recorded a podcast, so... Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there I there's a lot of news, I guess. Uh, yeah, I threw in a couple of rumors just because I like talking about the rumors. I think they're just kind of fun to talk about. But then yeah. we do have uh, some actual news as well. So, yeah. Um, I guess we'll just start with the two rumors. The first rumor rumor I saw was a 4chan leak. Oh and, boy, I did not see this one. This it, is weird. Yes, and the, there's a Marvel's Daredevil game in development for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Yeah, uh, this. <laughs> I don't know what that would be other than just like a weird random like beat em up style game. I mean I I mean it could be similar to like the Batman Arkham games. Yeah, I mean it would just have that kind of combat but like what right. is unique about punching people as Daredevil? You know what I mean? Like other than he's blind. I mean there I don't I mean as I I think it would just be like Arkham or like Spider-Man's combat. But you look like Daredevil. I guess. See, that doesn't. I I like Daredevil, but that doesn't excite me. I don't think. What about if it was a good story, though? If it had a good story, I think it would be cool. But that's because, like, Batman had unique worlds, and Spider-Man had like unique traversal. Right. Daredevil has New York City. Mm-hmm. So it just like he doesn't have an interesting way to travel. He is the same as Batman and that he punches guys. Yeah. I mean, and it's not even New York city. It's really just like a very condensed hell kit tells kitchen as far as I know. So, so yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting thing. I, I mean, I would play it probably, but that's just, yeah, I don't know. I would have to see it to get excited about it. I think. Yeah. I, I I just kind of threw it up there because I was like, Oh, this is, this is something neat and different, but it, as I said, it's a 4chan leak, and you have to take those with a massive grain of salt. Yeah, an extreme grain of salt. So, uh, The other great uh, rumor is, I would say it's less of a rumor in basically an unconfirmed fact. Yeah, it seems like it is uh, actually true in some form. I've seen like multiple different things being said about it like uh so so it is that basically that all the 3d mario games are going to be re-released because it's mario's what 30th anniversary 35th because it was was 85 okay and so like basically for those who don't know there was a game on the super nintendo called super mario all-stars that collected every uh regular mario game at the time and the the one rumor that I had seen about this was that they were trying to create another one that had like Super Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy 2. Um, and then the other part of it was that 3D World would be a completely separate remake. 
from those and that it would be like its own thing. Okay. So I hope that's true because I want to buy 3D World. But I mean, like, I'll, hey, I'll take Mario 64 and Sunshine again. But having Galaxy in HD, ugh, I want that more than anything. I think they would all look pretty good in HD. Yeah, I, so the one, I guess they all can be in HD now because you can put GameCube games and Wii games and Dolphin and make right. them crazy HD. Like I've, the screenshots of Mario Galaxy in HD are ridiculous. Yeah, so. that that art style definitely holds up for for the hardest one would be Mario sixty four. But they, I assume they would probably really release like the three DS version, or did they have a lot of three DS implementation into that? Uh, it was uh, it was actually a launch game for the original DS. Oh, it was the, the it, original DS. Okay. Yeah, and it, I mean, not really. Other than it added Wario, Yoshi, and Luigi as playable characters, there was not like hmm. a ridiculous amount of new content other than shitty mini games that use the touch screen, so they can get rid of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I hope that that's true, and that's been reported from so many different sources that it seems like it's probably actually true right so yeah i I hope i also saw some uh possible uh paper paper mario stuff as well yeah and i wonder like i i feel like it's always totally arbitrary when companies choose to celebrate anniversaries like what is a large anniversary like 35 (laughs) like what is what anniversary is that you know what i mean like that's just a strange number to be like ah yes 35 we must make a big deal um i mean do you want to wait wait till 50 do you want to wait another 15 years (laughs) i mean i don't but i'm just saying like (laughs) it just seems like they couldn't have done it five years ago they had to do it now well five years ago they had the wii u hey and you know what would have helped the wii u fucking hd remasters of every mario game probably yes so, but I they already know. have the base now, and they're they're looking. I bet they looked at the what like the switch base is. They looked at the remainder of this year and went, "We have nothing for the end of 2020. What yeah. if we just turned it into a Mario year?" Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I I don't know that they really even have anything else other than Xenoblade's HD remake and. Uh, pokemon and animal crossing dlc so yeah because we got that nintendo mini direct which i guess we can just kind of move into that yeah they didn't really have a lot of new announcements no it was all like dlc stuff or like demos that are out now so yeah they confirmed that xenoblade's chronicles definitive edition will have like a post-game scenario thing called future connected that continues to look ridiculous and i'm so glad that people who probably got screwed out of playing that in the u.s can play it in a way that doesn't suck like the 3ds version um because the 3ds version of that game runs like absolute garbage and looks like shit and the wii version in the u.s was a gamestop exclusive that they made way too few copies of so that's yeah um i'm very excited i mean i played it and i loved it I played it for I think my save is like 140 hours or something in that game but I it looks super cool so I'm excited they did an actual crazy amount of like remastering of the assets so it's not just like a shitty up res where they're just like here's the game again like it actually looks like they did a ton of work to make it look a lot better so they also announced like a prequel right 
or something. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just that it's like after you beat the game, there's another scenario that you play. Okay, is that the future connected or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, my eyes kind of glazed over when they were talking about <laughs> about it. So I was just like, okay. Uh, I was very excited. My favorite line in the game was in the trailer where the robot says "Monado boy," and I was very excited. <laughs> I forgot to text Nukio when it happened. God, how long ago was that? Probably over ten years ago, right? No, it was 2012. Okay, so eight years ago, but it's yeah, been a while. eight years ago. I think it was 2012 or 2013. I can't remember which, but okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then why did they do? Why do they do this? Why are they releasing? Okay, a Bioshock. I get this is a, you know, it's old enough. Borderlands uh, will that run on a Switch and XCOM 2 will that extra run on a Switch? Uh, I think Border if BioShock runs on a Switch, Borderlands 1, 2 and pre- prequel will work. I don't think 2 will cuz 2 ran like trash sometimes back then. Mm. So I don't that one I don't know, but XCOM 2 <laughs> I have zero faith. I have, God damn! How is that going to work on this thing? Yeah, you saw me playing on the PS4. Yeah, and it, it was, was rough as hell. It, it was broken, and like so, even the PC version of XCOM Two was broken when it first came out. So they fixed it a lot, and they've optimized it a lot since then. Especially when they released War of the Chosen, the expansion. So like maybe, maybe. I see. I have doubts because the the way it was coded. It, at the end, I don't know if you remember me telling the story, but like, I couldn't get that trophy notification because the game kept crashing at the end. Yeah. And that's because my save was too long, and that was just like a bug that they couldn't fix. If your save is too long, the game will just keep crashing in the final cutscene. <laughs> so like, I have to imagine that bug is still in there. Uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> I would hope that in a new version of the game, they could fix that. Otherwise, why release it? I, I, it's the final cut scene. So, eh, I guess who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who cares about the end? The yeah, thing yeah. You worked so hard to get to. Why, why care about that? Oh man. So yeah, those are all a bunch of 2k ports that mm. I don't know. I, that adds, not why I use my Switch. I know a lot of people use it to play all kinds of ports of indie games and stuff, but for me, if it's like anything that I know I could get somewhere else and have it run better and look better, I would almost always rather do that. Also, like, out of the three, the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Switch, I like the Switch controller the least. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I'd rather have a better feeling controller with the other two. Yeah, and I mean, two of them are first-person shooters, so, like, you know, <laughs> do you want to be playing that on a Switch? Yeah. I don't know. Or XCOM, it, like, that would be fine. Yeah, I mean, we already played Rabbids, you right. know, we know it works, yeah. that type of format, so, I don't know. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, still cranking out DLC, it's the Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four one, uh... I couldn't believe that this wasn't out already because all the DLC packs leaked the first week that game was out. Oh yeah, I remember that. And then they announced them shortly after that, so I thought for sure that all the DLC was out by now, but that's cool. I like Doctor Doom. You can unlock Doctor Doom. Yeah, and this seemed like a little bit more than just like the other DLC packs where this is actually like 
I don't want to call it story content, but it's more than just like, hey, you can play as these characters. So I wonder, I don't know if that actually is the case because they, I don't remember if it was the X-Men one or the first one. They like said it was story DLC and had like a weird cinematic trailer and then none of that was in the game. Oh, so I don't, I don't know if this is going to be like that or if it actually is something larger than what the other two were. Okay, well, they were making it seem like that. So yeah. I just kind of assumed that you know there will be actual DLC, but well, the the X or the the X Men one, it didn't have a villain though, right? Uh, I think you were fighting Magneto. I don't remember. Well, because Mag Magneto wasn't in in the original. He was in the base game, but That's I don't I thought. know that. He, I think he was a bad guy. Okay. So. Yeah, because here it's definitely like they're adding a new villain, so I would assume there's a new area. Yeah, I I think they all have a, like a new area, but I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Because, yeah, the first one was like you fight uh, Morbius, the vampire guy, in like some haunted mansion, I think. Oh, that that's kind of neat. Yeah. Did you play it or no? No, I didn't end up buying that season pass because when I saw how far along the X-Men DLC was going to be, I just like, and then you have to grind really hard to get a lot of them up to high levels if you didn't save crystals and stuff. So it didn't seem like it was worth it for me to continue and do. Yeah, because I remember you liked the base game enough. Yeah, I did. The first DLC came out when I was in Japan, so it wasn't like an ideal time for me to get way into Ultimate Alliance again. And then, and then, like it came and went, and you just went, eh, whatever. So, okay. yeah, basically, because it was, I think it was thirty dollars for the season pass, and I always forget to buy season passes for things on Switch for some reason, hmm. other than for Smash. So, yeah, and I assume you're gonna buy the Pokemon one. Yeah, I'll get the Pokemon one. I still haven't done that yet, but I will when it's closer to the release time. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, Shinsekai, the sea exploration game. That is, looks like a weird 2D platformer where you are a man underwater. Yeah, it, it didn't really interest me. I don't know about you. No, that's definitely not my kind of thing. Yeah, I just kind of so. shrugged when I saw it. And then Animal Crossing, are you excited for the DLC? The DLC is already out. Yeah. So I can talk about that when I talk about Animal Crossing. But yeah, I it's mixed. I have mixed feelings about the way they implemented this new event. But okay. we'll get there when I talk about Animal Crossing because I've played for a billion hours. Wow. Uh Good job. Yeah, good job. This looks like one of those weird. Uh, like, I don't know why in my head I relate this to those weird, like, moving sim games. Uh, you're going to. What do you mean by moving sim? Like, whatever the one was, like, moving out. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Well, moving out is. Okay. Yeah, this. But this seemed like. I, I don't want to say like less hijinks, but like it's not like you're controlling a character and you're just kind of like just trying to complete weird tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's another one. I'm gonna be honest. Like I watched this and I didn't really feel especially excited about anything here. Oh, I was very excited about a lot of it, but okay, that is not 
one mm-hmm. and then like so the next one to Catherine full body like okay yeah that was a ps3 game that they then remastered recently and no one even remembers that they remastered it but now it's coming to switch so it's like mm-hmm. I, I guess i mean it, it seems like one of those things where people were mad that they didn't have a direct and so then they put out this mini direct with anything they had well it's, i mean like it i can't get mad at this because it, they didn't build it up or anything this just came out of nowhere yeah, it totally came out of nowhere. But then, like, I I don't know. Like, obviously, the Animal Crossing DLC was cool, even though everyone knew it was already coming out. Right. And then, like, the free Ring Fit update, I think, is perfect to come out now because everyone is stuck inside and they still need to exercise. And it's perfect for me because it's a sweet rhythm game. Oh, uh, nice. And you can play, like, 30 songs, a mixture of things from the game itself, Splatoon and Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that all seemed really cool. So that that's interesting. I have not played that yet, uh, but I probably will at some point. It's just that that's just a fun thing because I they hadn't updated Ring Fit. I mean, I guess it only came out in October of yeah. last year, so they had they hadn't really done any content updates. But that's just a cool, like entirely new mode that would be like fun to mess around with. So yeah, absolutely, that's cool. King's Bounty two. I don't even remember what this was. I was hoping you remembered because I don't. <laughs> well, it must not have been very cool to either one of us then, because no. I for sure do not even remember that. Uh, Super uh, Smash Brothers. Are you? Excited? Yeah, there's going to be an arms character, and arms. you know what, Matt? I would be excited if it's not going to be one of the two worst characters, which we all know it's going to be Spring Man or Ribbon Girl, the two stupid default characters. Anyone else? Helix, Twintel, Min Min. Fucking every character in that game has a really cool design except for the two main characters, and I know they're going to fuck me over on this and pick one of the two lame characters. Now, is Ribbon Girl the one that the internet obsessed about her booty? No, that was Twintel. Okay. And I, she should be in the game. I agree. I was going to say, I'm guessing that's the internet's uh, number one choice. I've seen a lot of people say they want Min Min, which was my favorite character. Mm. Uh, I think she would be cool. But I like literally, I think any character, even the ones they added other than Springman, who's already in assist trophy and Ribbon Girl would be cool. But I just the way Nintendo tends to choose characters from games, it's usually like the front man right. of the thing. But and so then I don't know, because like they had never put any character in that was an assist trophy. So like, will it be Springman or will they just go ribbon girl so that they can have more female representation because there's way less females than males in the game right now? Like. I don't know, but she's just so generic too. But I mean, there are a bunch of cool female characters in that game that I just don't think they'll pick. So it's a bummer. Yeah. I, how are you excited about this? Are you a little disappointed that it's an arms character? Uh, I mean, I will be excited if it's not one of the two characters. I think it is. (laughs) I just like, so that, that is such a weird announcement because it's just like, oh, we don't really have anything yet. And we're delaying the character until like June or whatever. Right. Cause in theory, it would have come out at the end of April or like the beginning of May, if it was going by their original timeline. So, yeah, I I don't know if that's just a, a side product of the coronavirus happening or if they just weren't ready to show anything yeah or if they you know they got stuck in like just trying to you know talk with other companies and get characters 
And then yeah, and like, I assume that's a big pain in the ass for them too, yes. because then uh, if a deal falls through, you're kind of screwed over. So right, yeah, because like the last two characters are are the like the last character and now this character are both Nintendo characters. Mm-hmm. So where it did seem like before they were going after you know non Nintendo characters. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's kind of cool that this is a Nintendo character that is a, from a completely unrepresented franchise. Uh, and they did also, like, release a f- free trial weekend for ARMS or something. I don't know if they're trying to fucking gain internal traction for ARMS 2 or something. But <laughs> I would not play that, probably. But, I hey, someone out there is excited. Uh, yeah, I like the basketball mode. The basketball mode was all right, yeah. Yeah. There was also volleyball. Yeah, there was volleyball and one other one that I can't remember. But the, the regular game was, like, infuriating to me, especially to play online. So, I, you know, oh, it's God. weird. Yeah. How do you think they're going to play? They're going to be able to, like, hit from, like, all the way across the screen, right? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be really annoying, as most new Smash DLC characters are. But that's that's, you know. I don't know. I hope it's interesting because most of the characters have been pretty unique. So I, I would assume they'll continue that trend with this. Yeah, I mean, I like, see there's work. not any characters that can spring and like basically their arm can reach the entire you know map or whatever you want to call it. So that <laughs> yeah. I, that has to be different. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, So yeah, that's it about Smash. Uh, They bravely default to, they showed a lot of, and they put up a demo. This actually made me want to play this game because I fell off the original bravely default really hard, but it did a lot of really cool stuff with JRPG battle systems. Like you can fast forward the battle system. You can uh, dynamically set the difficulty to get more or less experience and more money or less money. So it's like you kind of play it the way you want to play and every character can become any class and you like level up the classes separately. I don't know. It was, it was a cool thing. It's just near the end. There was this part where you have to like, do a fuckload of backtracking and doing the same dungeons multiple times. And it just, I fell so far off that I couldn't take it. This one looks cool and seems like it has a little bit more personality than the first one. So I don't know. Now, not to get off track here, but didn't dragon quest have that where you had to kind of go back through old dungeons, like dungeons and stuff. And Well, so that was different and bravely default. You're literally doing the same part of the game multiple times. And then if you don't figure out what's happening, you have to do it again. Oh, that sounds. Yeah. yeah, So like people hated that part of it and they like kind of said like, yeah, I guess that wasn't like the greatest design decision. Maybe. Uh, So this this at least I mean, you will never know if it has something like that until we can play it. But it just it it seems like the characters are interesting and the world is interesting enough. So I'll I'll probably check it out. What about the f- the first Bravely Default two? Did that have Bravely Second? No, and that was just a direct sequel to the first one, which is right. why I thought it was weird that this one was Bravely Default two. Right. Uh, but I guess maybe they're trying to go for a Final Fantasy thing where each numbered one is like totally different. Oh yeah. Because okay. it does seem like it's a totally different like world overall. So that's Well, cool. that's very common with just Japanese RPGs, it seems like, in general. Yeah. 
are you excited to play Clubhouse Games 51 or what? Of course. I mean, like, there are some, like, really weird additions in there. There are. Like, the dude in the trailer just starts yelling out game names. And, like, it's all totally normal stuff at the beginning. Like, it's like, oh, chess, checkers. And then he starts listing off, like, a bunch of different Japanese card games like Hanafuda and shit. And there's like 30 different kinds of solitaire. It's so strange. And it, it looks like it's an official first party Nintendo product. Yeah. I didn't even really look into it. Cause I was like, I'm never going to play this. No, but it like has me integration and stuff. And it just is one of those things where it's like, I guess if you like really want to play Moncala on your Switch or some shit, this is your go-to product. The thing that sucks is now would be the time to release this. While everybody's home and they can't really play board games with their friends and stuff, like you can play like backgammon or whatever with a friend online. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's coming out in like June or July. Hmm. So I, I feel like they're kind of missing their mark a little bit on that one. Yeah, I I mean, it's one of those things where it might just not be done. You know, what I, I mean, mean like, yeah, it just might not be ready. It's definitely not ready. I'm just saying, like, if they could have gotten it out now, I think it would have sold like really well. Mm. Uh, Ninjala, an eight player battle royale. This leaked before the thing, actually. Uh, it just looks like eight player ninjas fighting. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, what? Uh, bleeding edge i was like oh it's like a indie bleeding edge yeah kind of it's just like a weird overwatch ish type brawler and i don't know where it's a but it, i think this is a free-for-all I, it's yes or free to play it's free to oh, play okay. and free for all i think nice um they made me excited when they said that star wars uh episode one pod racing is coming to modern consoles uh or i guess it's coming to the switch i think this was actually announced for ps4 at e3 but that's cool that game rules i love that n64 game fucking give it to me yeah i think that's probably one of my favorite racing games of that era yeah, and they also uh, announced Jedi Academy's remake, which is out now, I believe, and Jedi Academy is a fucking awesome game, so that's cool, too. Now, is this just like a, just basically just a re-release and it is what it is? Yeah, then they are like the most minimal effort re-releases I've ever seen for all these Star Wars games. Like, they are not really up at all. <laughs> well, I was just wondering if like the game mechanics will even age well. Uh, I mean, Jedi Academy does because that is still Jedi Academy in that franchise is probably still one of the best lightsaber combat things ever. So. Oh, okay. Like Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast, uh, whatever the other third one is that I can't recall off the top of my head. But people really liked those back then and they still work really well now, at least. Okay. But yeah, I was just kind of wondering if like sometimes 20 year old games, you're like, oh, this should have just stayed in the past. No, yeah, those were PC games that came out in, like, the mid-2000s, and they were good. Okay. So. Uh, now, what should have stayed dead is Panzer Dragoon. Oh, my God, this remake looks like absolute trash. I... <laughs> People love Panzer Dragoon, and it is, like, a... Kind of like a shoot 'em up shmup, if you will. 
where you're like dodging bullets and just shooting dumb bullets out of your dragon's mouth and stuff. And like, it is a beloved franchise. It's one of the only like truly good games on the Sega Saturn. This, I don't know why they even did this. It looks bad. (laughs) And every single like outlet I have seen that has played it has basically said like, it also plays like shit and is just not good. So <laughs> maybe they'll have they have time to uh to get sure. It. I I thought it was like coming out or like out soon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh Okay, yeah, all of these uh Oh, you know it is out. It's out now? Yes. Let's see. What did IGN give it? Oh boy, that is no good. Yeah. Do you want to know what the Metacritic score is? Well, IGN gave it a six. It's a sixty-three. Yeah, it's not. It looks bad, and I assume on Switch it is also worse than it is on the other platforms. So, oh, it is on Switch, PC, and Stadia. All right. Google Stadia fans can get in on that Panzer Dragoon remake action. (laughs) Thank God. What a weird PC, Switch, and Stadia. Like, we don't even want to release it on PS4 or Xbox. No, that's, they don't need that trash. Um, And then, like, the final real thing that they showed is they're like, this is the end of this was some stuff from uh, the Pokemon expansion pass. You get the legendary Pokemon Cub Fu. And depending on, like, which or which tower you there's two towers you can challenge and whichever one you challenge, he becomes one of two evolutions. You like train with Colonel Mustard from Clue. I don't remember what his name is. I think his name is actually Mustard, but it uh, might be. I this is something like I just kind of stopped watching because I was like, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to play it, and I really, I don't need this information. Well, so this one was weird because like it also didn't really give much new information and just kind of showed more of like the world and a little bit of the story, which like I think the coolest things to announce about that would be if there are actually any new Pokemon other than these legendaries and if there are more um, region forms. I feel like if there are Galar forms, obviously there are outside of Slowpoke because they've showed some. I mean, right. do you want that to be an announcement, or do you want that to just be a pleasant surprise when you get it? I mean, it's not going to be a surprise. As soon as there is a patch to Wait, download yeah. those things, that's going to be all over the internet. So it's like, at this point, I, get ahead I don't it. know that it matters. Yeah. <clears throat> because, I mean, they still, even when all the Galar forms leaked before Sword and Shield, they still made a huge deal whenever they announced each one. <laughs> Yeah, that but that's classic. Uh, that is classic Nintendo. But it was yes. like, oh boy, this <laughs> yes, let's make a huge deal about this thirty-second trailer that we all knew about months ahead of time. <laughs> it's just fucking so weird. Like, yeah, we have huge announcements, and then it would be this thing, and everyone'd be like, oh yeah, we yep, mm-hmm. sweet. Fucking so weird. So yeah, that was the mini direct. I mean, it had a decent amount of content, and it was like almost a half hour, I think. So. Yeah, it was. I mean, it had a lot of content, just not a lot of it that really interested me 
Yeah, I mean, I like the Nintendo portions of it. Like, right. like I said, the third party ports, I could care less about. But uh, I mean, it's cool for someone out there who is excited. You yes, know? yes. Um, do you think the next one we're gonna get is like around E3? I know E3 is not happening, but I assume they're still planning on having like some event around. Well, I mean, E3. they they gotta announce the stupid HD remakes of Mario somewhere. They got to celebrate the 35th anniversary. Yeah, and I so I figure like June ish, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it I, in my head that's super far away, but it's only two months. Maybe it's because the last two weeks feel like they've been the longest two weeks of my entire life. Uh, yeah, time just like has stopped moving. Oh, uh, it's definitely stopped moving when I'm at work. <laughs> I'm like, when will this be over? Holy Christ. But yeah, I I don't know, because I would say normally they have like a bigger one at the beginning of the year, which they didn't really have. They had an Animal Crossing one and a Pokemon one. Right. And now they had this. So, I mean, I guess it would be kind of weird if there was like a full Nintendo Direct in May. And then like because you 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 would be right. I think they would definitely do something in June when E3 was supposed to be. Yes. So I I guess, yeah, that might make sense to be the next time they would have a Nintendo Direct. And that one I would expect it's just going to be like all the announcements of what's coming out at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, from like June on. And then they'll probably have another one in the fall like they did last year. Where they just where they're like, hey, here are the dates. Because if you remember, we didn't know when Luigi's Mansion was releasing until like September. (laughs) It was so weird. They just all of a sudden are like, yeah, that shit comes out on Halloween. Yes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad about that, but maybe you should have had more lead up to this. I don't know. Yeah, they, they really didn't say anything. So, yeah, that's kind of what I expect because Nintendo doesn't really. They, they find their formula and they stick to it. So mm-hmm. I, that's kind of my guess for, for what we're going to see from Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, now someone in some really good news, uh, Epic is uh, has announced that they're doing a new publishing deal uh, with Design, Playdead, and Remedy. Yeah, I'm excited for Remedy, man. Holy shit. Because I feel like they get passed around a lot. Like, they never have the same publisher for anything. Right. And I think it's so cool that this is happening. Yeah, because like like Epic is giving them full creative freedom, mm-hmm. uh, full ownership. So like, con- so if they want to continue to work on Control, Epic won't own any of the rights. Remedy will hold the rights to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the products projects will be fully funded. Epic to the point where like even developer costs, like they'll be paying like developer salaries. Um, and then the the payout is once the costs are recouped, it will be at least a 50-50 profit share. Yeah, and so I saw I, people get mad about the Epic Game Store a lot, right? Yes. I saw a lot of people super upset about this. I don't know how you can be, right? Because like this is normally publishing contracts like this are super confidential. Yes. And they are not allowed to disclose what they are being paid, right? Yes. This says what is happening up front. Mm-hmm. So you know how your money is being given to the developer, 
right? You know that it initially it will recoup the cost of development and then they will get a 50-50 profit share. Right. Like, and people make it, are making a weird deal about this, but like you have no idea what the profit sharing for other publishers is. You've, you have no idea. Oh, that's what people are getting upset about? Yeah, because... It, I mean, people are just upset about all of it in general because now these things will probably only be on the Epic Game Store, but I would assume that they can also be on consoles as well. Oh yeah, because like I'm pretty sure like it was announced that it would be come to all the consoles as well. Yeah, um, but I mean, I see this as a complete win because now these developers are not going to have to like, how are we going to eat? Because it's not just the cat the the factor of like what they're going to make at the end of it. They need to have some income coming in while they're developing the game for three years or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. getting paid that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so no, like, I agree with you. I think it's just it's a totally a one hundred percent good thing yes. as far as I can tell. Like it just, I, and it's cool that it is three developers that people really like. Yes. I mean, out of those, obviously, the only one that I personally care about a lot is Remedy, and that's because, like, I think Control is great, and I'm glad. Apparently, the DLC is super awesome. I'm probably going to pick that up soon. Uh, Yeah, it just, it's cool that they, because Remedy makes awesome stuff that is super creative, and if they have this kind of freedom and, like, can own the IP and do all this crazy shit with it, like good for them and good for epic for being able to fund that i I don't know yeah the the problem with epic is they haven't been the best like consumer friendly but like they've been very developer friendly throughout this entire process yeah definitely so i mean this is just kind of continuing and i i assume they announced this to kind of like make it seem like hey guys like we're the good guys you know like this is where we're putting our Fortnite money and mm-hmm. a typical internet like they'll never be happy no yeah definitely not but, but i mean like this is as we said like this is an absolute win for for all three of these uh, uh developers so mm-hmm. and then the last news is uh i can't it's not surprising no but i just think it's funny because the last of us 2 is already delayed like it's supposed to be out already yes the last (laughs) of us part two and iron man the vr are both delayed indefinitely this is sad i was gonna buy iron man vr and now it's delayed indefinitely how am i gonna have vr i know but i was gonna buy this one just (laughs) to have it you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean like (laughs) I'm sure, I haven't seen anything, but I'm sure people are upset about this too, but it makes sense, oh, yeah. right? Like it's it's going to be super hard for physical copies to get out there. Like I probably will not get a copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake for over a week after it's out. Right. Like I, I got an email about Persona 5 Royal, them telling me, hey, you're not, expect delays on this. And then I got it the launch day. They sent me a lot of mixed emails about that because <laughs> uh, they they shipped it to me on Saturday, which is the earliest they've ever shipped me something that's coming out of Tuesday. And I was like, really, we're going to get delayed on this? What? And then I got it launch day while they told me I was going to get it Wednesday. I was like, OK, whatever. <laughs> but Final Fantasy, they changed the release date to the 14th and it comes out the 10th. Ah, so I think it will not even come on the 14th and square even put out statements on their Twitter saying like, Hey, the supply chain is not great for this. Mm -hmm. So most people are probably going to be getting it late. 
I mean, I pre-ordered it in 2015, so <laughs> I uh, I'm I got Amazon's 20% discount on it still. Nice. So I can't cancel it on principle. Fuck Amazon. I'm getting my money. Now, do you think the difference between like Final Fantasy and Persona is like Final Fantasy is so much bigger? So like, there's just going to be so many more copies that that need to be shipped. Yes, I also think part of the other thing is I bought the like ridiculous limited edition of Persona. Okay. So they probably didn't actually, they probably just sent it out to anyone who ordered a version of Persona 5 Royal. Right. But because I got the one that was sold out within a couple days, they probably just had them all in one place to send. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But no, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, because uh, I know people had also been pre-ordering games recently from GameStop, and now that they're closed, they have been offering to ship it to people. Hmm. And so sometimes it gets there on the day, but then sometimes it comes really late just because of the way shipping works and whenever right. they do it. But so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're delaying these two things. Although, you know, I guess it makes sense because especially for a first party PS4 games, they're probably expecting a lot of that to come physically. If I were them, I would take this as a time to really push digital sales. See, I thought about that, but then I thought, Okay, you have The Last of Us, which is probably going to be one of the best-selling games of the year, right? Yeah. And right now, everybody's on the internet more than usual. People are on PlayStation Network more than usual. Mm -hmm. So then you have no more physical, so everybody has to buy it digitally. Everybody's going to be downloading it digitally day one. Do you think they're just worried about like like 10 to 15 million people downloading the same game at the same time, crashing the servers, which now everybody's out of the office. It's so like yeah. the, the servers crash and then they're like, now what do we do? We're fucked and all the PlayStation network is down. So, so this... it could be like that because I mean, they're already limiting download speeds, exactly. which is not even a hilarious joke. How could they possibly lower PlayStation download speeds more than they were before? <laughs> Uh, I haven't noticed any like significant downgrade, but I mean, like they said that mm -hmm. they were going to lower that. So I mean, maybe. So that that's my theory. But the one thing that makes me think think differently is then why didn't they just delay uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Because that's just a month later, month after The Last of Us. I mean, maybe they will. Because like now, think about they don't delay Ghost of Tsushima. They. <laughs> So then Ghost of Tsushima comes out before The Last of Us? So, I mean, like, it could, it's, it could be a bunch of different stuff, right? Like, who knows? Maybe because The Last of Us was already delayed. Maybe they are just really want to polish it or they were having some kind of crazy issue with it that mm -hmm. this is just a convenient out on that. Right. Like, who knows? Yeah, because like I, <laughs> because because now I'm seeing like it's probably gonna be later summer, which at that yeah. point like maybe you just release it with the PS5. Well, and so like that's what a lot of those game big games that are coming out in the fall, like Cyberpunk. Like I don't think that's gonna come out either. No. Like I think they're just gonna delay that. I so I even before coronavirus was a thing, I think it was like an eighty percent chance it was gonna get delayed. So. Oh, I don't think they could delay it again. You don't? No, I don't. I don't. If it wasn't because of coronavirus, I don't think they could delay it again. Because that game's already been delayed 
at least twice. And like, I, I don't, I mean, they're starting development on like another Witcher game now. So yeah, well, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, if that game's at the point where like, it's not quite crackdown territory, crackdown three territory, but like, I don't believe that game's coming out at this point. I mean, it hasn't been announced for that long. So it's like, no, no, it's no. just one of those weird things where CD project red starts their press cycle very early. Yes. Compared to most developers. Like we, people learned about that game when it was like not even programmed yet. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing to show. Right. It was just like an idea that they got the license for. And they were like, yes, we're making this right. Right. And so I think that's the main reason why it seems like it's been forever. I mean, I'm just talking like it's been delayed at least a year. Well, it was supposed to come out in April of last year. No, of this year. It was supposed to come out. But then it got uh, delayed. It, it wasn't it supposed to come out before and then it got delayed to April and then it got delayed again. So I don't know that there was an official release date before then. Okay. But this, I mean, the most recent release date was like the April 16th, I think, was when it was supposed to come out. Right. And then they delayed it to the fall. I yes. don't remember what the previous one was, but I don't know that it was actually a real release okay. date before that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would expect a lot of games to get delayed like this. I mean, it makes sense that the ones that were already made, like Animal Crossing and Doom and Final Fantasy, like that they're going to come out. Right. But anything past April that was coming out, like, I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, this is just turning out to be a great year to uh, check things off your uh, your backlog at this point. Oh, cool. My phone just sent me a notification that is a PSA from Kotaku that says, do not watch the newest Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. It'll spoil most of the game for you. Yeah, I saw that tweet from Jason Trier. Excellent. I kind of want to watch it (laughs) because I know the plot of that game, but I am very excited to see the ways in which there is fun, new, dumb bullshit. That I was going to say, cause like, it's not just like old, it's like new changes that apparently get spoiled as well. Nice. I'm excited about that. I okay. might watch that after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that I can make fun of it. See, like I, if I can, I try to avoid uh, trailers as much as I can. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I already know what's happening in that game. So mm. I, anything new is just like a fun added bonus for me because i'm like boy what can you possibly do to extend out this plot to make it feel like a full video game and not just the first fourth of a game yeah that's going to be very interesting so that that's what i'm excited about because i know i'm going to like the gameplay i already like the demo so i was like yeah I'll, that's cool what else is going on i'm more excited to see people's responses oh definitely i can't wait <laughs> They're gonna be like, I've waited my whole life for this. Yes, they're gonna be like, "What? I only got a third of a game, <laughs> or whatever." Well, so I'm looking forward to that. I am also looking forward to people be like, "This isn't like I remember Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, the greatest game ever." And then I can be like, "Yeah, because fuck you, it was never the greatest game ever. <laughs> this is what you deserve." Oh. <laughs> It's yeah. funny because I have a feeling that I'm really going to like this one and like huge Final Fantasy 7 fans are going to hate it. And I'm, you know, I'm ready for that, to be and, honest with you. And then the response can be, you can go play that old one. It's not exactly, fun. Exactly. You can play it on pretty much any platform that exists at this point. Yeah. Uh, it definitely will run on a phone. 
So you you know. Yeah, and I mean turn based would be fine on a phone, I assume. Yeah. So there you go. Oh boy, what are we at here? Forty seven. All right, and we got uh, a. We're probably going to talk about games a lot, I guess. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm excited about the. Did you play anything else, or did you just play those uh, couple games? Just the couple games, okay. but I played them a lot. <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> I just kind of want to. Um, I find I finished Ori in the Blind Forest. So. Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Or Will of the Wisps. <laughs> Uh, yes, I for I have like some notes here, and I wrote Blind Forest for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, uh, man, I really like this game. I mm-hmm. do want to give you a little bit of a warning. Remember how yeah. sad the beginning was at in Blind Blind Forest? Yes, the ending of Will of the Wisps is even sadder. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Do you... I did not play any of it yet, other than the very beginning. Mm -hmm. There is a part where Ori gets really sad and, like, can no longer use their abilities. Yes. Okay. Did that work for you? Like, I I, I mean, like, literally, like, the game continued to work for you? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I have heard some awesome stories about that part that completely ruined the moment because oh yeah yeah then you like after you're not supposed to be sad anymore you continue to be (laughs) (laughs) and so like weird shit will happen where like you'll start to jump and then ori will just get really sad and plummet So th- that was my question. Yes. I I want to see videos of this, but I heard pe- a couple different people describe it, and I was like, hmm, that uh, that sounds fucked up. Yeah, but does. I a lot of people really like this, and I yeah yeah I am gl- I'm excited to play it at some point. Uh, I do want to just have a cup. I have a couple more like just like PSAs for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know how you're getting orbs as you're like defeating enemies and stuff, you're going to want to save those. Cause when you get to the village, there are two orbs that you're going to want to buy. One is a triple jump, Mm. which is, you know, nice, very nice. And the other one is the ability to breathe underwater. Oh, so you, you're going to want to save those to get those as, as soon as you can. Interesting. Um, and then one other thing is the game at some point which is really cool for a metroidvania it opens up and lets you kind of go off into four different paths i you you can basically it's go up down left right the the four paths in on the Mm -hmm. map or whatever uh you need to do three of the paths and then you can go to the fourth path and then like that's the final area type of thing you can go to the final area first and get through the entire thing. And then once you get there, the game's just like, hey, you needed to do the other three areas first before coming here. <laughs> it's so like, that, what? that's what I did. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And what really sucks is like, from what I've heard from other people, like they've done it as well. And that makes the game so much harder because, like, you don't have the three abilities from those, like, those three other areas. So you're getting through. Oh, my God. It was brutal. Interesting. So I kind of wish they blocked off the one path first or, like, that one path so you can only pick one of the three. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't block it off, especially if, 
Uh, yeah, that's so strange. But then I got the ability from the fourth area, and it was like the best ability in the game. So like, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, Jesus. That part was the hardest part in the entire game, and obviously it was because I just was not... <laughs> Like, I didn't have the level for it. I didn't have the right abilities for it. But somehow well, so I So then, like, what happens? Like, you just fast travel back to the other area, and then, like, when you're ready, you just fast travel to right before the final boss, basically? Uh, right to the final, like, area, yes. Oh, that's weird. So, yeah. I guess that would make it kind of anticlimactic at the end. Well, there's still... I, when I say "quote unquote" final area, there was still probably an, an hour and a half left of the game. Oh, okay. But like that was pretty much it of like building out the main big big map type of thing. Hmm. So, uh, yep. So that that's uh, that's really all I had to say about that. I do I did want to just kind of give you a heads up of like you're definitely going to want to buy those those two abilities because like getting that triple jump is I think the reason why I was able to get to areas that I normally shouldn't have been able to get to. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. That 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 triple jump can definitely change things for you. So, how long did it take you? Probably mm, 12 13 hours. Okay. Yeah, they were saying like crazy shit in the interviews about how long they were trying to say the game was. And then I saw a lot of people saying it took like anywhere between 10 and 15 hours. And I was yeah. like, well, that's a lot shorter than they said, but I don't know. I mean, I mean I, that's fine with me. I, I mean, I could definitely, if you want to 100% it, I could definitely see it taking 20 to 25 hours. Yeah. Uh, just to get to every little nook and cranny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I had a great time with it. And it's just so much fun to just move around that world. And any game that has a triple jump, I'm going to enjoy it that, a little bit more. <laughs> That's cool. So I just wanted to briefly mention that we both played Pummel Party. We did. We played Pummel Party. What were your thoughts on the game? I mean, I'm not a big fan of anything that's like Mario Party to that extent. Right. I mean, like I have fun when you when you're playing it with people. Uh so this this game specifically, it's on Steam and it's like ten bucks. I think normally it's fifteen, but it was on sale. Right. Uh so this is one of those weird things where like I think that the game itself is fine, but it has like that kind of like weird meme esque humor that kind of like grades me a little bit yeah i could see that and i just had more issues with like the technical aspect oh yeah i mean your controller just like completely stopped working and then you couldn't use your keyboard either and you just had to quit yeah because like i had <laughs> i had my i was using my xbox controller i unplugged it plugged it back in didn't work I plugged in my other Xbox controller. That didn't work. I plugged in my PlayStation controller. That didn't work. And then my, my keyboard just wouldn't work. And I was just like, I don't care about this game enough to to keep playing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's, a, it's literally like a Mario Party game, right? Like you roll the die and you move spaces. But there are things that can kill you a lot. Like there was a dude on the first map we played roaming around that killed me like maybe 10 times, <laughs> which like at first is funny. And then after like the fifth time you get killed because you've barely moved, you're like, all right, well, I guess I lost. 
Yeah, like I, I think it's funny to kill have kill have him kill you once, and then maybe like teleport him to another area of the map type of thing. You know? Yeah, it was just weird because I kept getting killed over and over. Yes. Uh, and then and yeah, like there are weapons that you can like use to hit people with as well, but they're all like guns and grenades and stuff. Yeah, and which you get those primarily from playing the mini games, and if you finish in the top two, you get an item. Mm. which I never finished in the top two. <laughs> I I got most of my items, I think, from landing on spaces. I didn't land on a single... Just specific spaces. I didn't land on a single item space. That's true. You almost won, though. I overall, somehow, I yes. <laughs> I came somehow shockingly close. <laughs> you know, as did I, because at the end I was granted a second chance, but I still didn't make it. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's fun to play those types of games with your friends, I think. It's just that one specifically, I think, is... It had a lot of technical issues, for sure. Yes. Um, And I think it's just, like, a kind of humor that does not click with me, personally. Yeah, as we said, like, it was funny the first time people get killed, but, like, watching the same person get killed over and over again, you're like, God, that... I mean, that's not fun. Uh, no, I mean, and the mini games are all like Mario Party esque, like simpler things usually, but just like uh, even worse. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. None of them were particularly like awful. I thought I, the driving one. I mean, that's just like a weird. That's a top down racing one. Like right. that's what all top down racers control. Like, so yeah, I guess I just haven't played a lot of top down racers because, like, man, I could not control that. Yeah, so like that would I don't know. None of them are like offensively bad. Whereas like the people we were playing with seemed to hate a lot of them and said they should turn some of them off. Mm. But I think that was also because there was a new update that added a lot of mini games and they weren't seeing any of the new ones. Oh yeah, that would be kind of annoying as well. So yeah, it seems like they are updating it over time. So I who knows? Maybe they'll fix the sweet controller <laughs> issues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I didn't really have any controller issues that were that extreme. And I think a lot of other people other than you were having them because they were using it Bluetooth to their PC. Oh, right. Which in my experience, anything, any game that you're trying to Bluetooth a controller that's not an Xbox controller to your PC is like asking for it to fuck up constantly. Yeah. The only time I've done that is with the 8-bit. Uh, yeah and like that's because you're using a dongle like i yes. think they are directly pairing it to their bluetooth card yes and that just... and that is just i mean that's probably just not going to work 99 percent of the time with anything right so yeah i don't know it was it was interesting to say the least yes sure. <laughs> i don't know if i'd be excited to play it again uh no i don't think i would be either <laughs> i was asked to play again the next day i declined uh but who knows? Maybe if they ask me again this weekend, I will get back in. We'll see. Yes. Uh, but you've been playing uh, Persona 5 Royal. I know, which is why I probably won't accept their invite again, because I'll be like, hey, listen, I'm fucking playing Persona over here. No interruptions. Uh, so it is the same game, right? except with so, so, so many additions and improvements that... I oh my god I fucking love this game I loved it before I love it even more now you can leave the cafe at night 
pretty much right away. Morgana no longer says, hey, dog, go to bed every night. You can go out. You can do your part-time job right away. You can get social links at night. It is that alone makes it worth it. (laughs) Yeah, that would be, I think, in a very annoying... Like, if you've played the game and basically got used to, like, it all being opened up, going back to just, like, something closed like that, I I could imagine would just get very frustrating very early on. Yeah, so it's really cool that you can just, like, do whatever really early, basically. Um, And that was, I mean, that was, like, the number one complaint that everyone had was, like, why can't I do stuff at night most of the time? Uh, there are still some instances of it, like when story is happening, sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, you got to go to bed because tomorrow you have to wake up early because there will be some dumb story event. And like, that's pretty few and far between like you within the first month ish of the game, you're allowed to go out and do whatever. And like, it actually makes everything a lot easier because you just have more chances to get like skill ups, like you get your outside of like just leveling up normally in the RPG sense, you have the social skills. So like the charm, knowledge, guts, proficiency, kindness. Mm -hmm. And like, there are just, even if you are forced to stay inside in the cafe, they give you more options. Like you can read any of the books at night. You can study, you can now clean the bathroom to gain kindness for some reason. (laughs) Uh, So like they basically just like made everything easier and better in my opinion um they made some pretty wild changes to the battle system in the original game the guns you would only have limited ammo and you'd have to use like items or go to a save point to restock it now it restocks after every battle oh (laughs) which makes guns seem broken as hell early in the game (laughs) because they do a lot of damage so you can just dump and have no fear of repercussions uh also before you would have to social get your social link high enough with your teammates so that you could baton pass to them uh now everybody just has that by default (laughs) so in the beginning you can get wild chains of attacks going and the baton pass now also with each person you like pass to it makes their attack go up So when you're like four people deep, you can like kill most things in one hit. So it kind of the balance is a little bit off in the beginning, I think, just because you have all the stuff that was not there originally. Right. Um, But that's fine. I mean, like there is just more stuff to find in the dungeons. They made it so there are these things called will seeds that now are hidden and you find a couple and you get a unique item. Um the like main dungeon you can go back to all the time mementos they added a bunch of stuff in there that you can do like now there's this weird little kid that collects flowers and you can go there to get all kinds of new items and they have made it so that social links are easier to level up because now after each one there is like a bonus phone conversation that was not in the original uh, I, I I don't know. Like, it's just that same game. And if you like that game, it's that, but with a lot more in it. There is a new character that is uh, will join your party. And so she is introduced pretty early on. It's kind of cool. They added in a lot of foreshadowing. Like, you'll see characters that you know you get later in the game that are just, like, walking on the street past you and cutscenes and stuff. 
it's it's just really cool like for someone who really liked this game before it just is the natural evolution of like oh this is like the definitive super awesome version of that game right and there's just so much more to it like once you beat where the game was before there's a whole nother semester of school which is like two or three months and that's a ridiculous amount of content so i i'm super excited to keep playing it i've enjoyed it quite a bit oh yeah uh, now how far are you like in the game uh i am 13 hours in and i just i am uh, like learning about the second true dungeon the second dungeon is that the uh madarame the artist guy i was gonna say the the museum one yep because that's right when i stopped playing the game yeah so i am like right where you stop basically or like a little bit before that but there's there's a bunch of new cutscenes and stuff so it's probably roughly the same in terms of where it is I, I remember playing it being like, I get this game. I don't think I want to play it for another hundred hours, but I understand what it's doing. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched. Yeah, and I mean the, oh, the new music is so good. Oh, Shoji Maguro, I love him. How are you gonna play this and then Final Fantasy? The fuck Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, now I'm getting Final Fantasy way late. Oh, so that's who, true. Who, who knows? You have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Man, you're just going to be playing your Switch for, like, ever now. Well, no, this is on PS4. Oh, it is? I was thinking it was just a Switch game. No, it's only PS4. There was no Switch. So people were upset about that, actually. Okay, so. Yeah, and it, like, so it actually, you can tell that, because before Persona 5 was for PS3 and PS4. Right. You can tell that this one was meant specifically for PS4 because, like, the models just look slightly better. Like, they have less jagged edges. So that's cool. Like, and it runs at a slightly better frame rate. Hmm. And uh, it, I think it's in native 4K, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it looks awesome. So now, um, so see, so have they added a lot of story elements, or is it more just like gameplay systems that they've added? Uh, there's a lot of story as well, uh, because they introduce the new character right in the beginning, like the first scene of the game where you're running through that, like, uh, casino area. Right. She shows up to help you. Okay. And so that sets off a bunch of stuff. And there are a bunch of new scenes interspersed. Like they, uh, they, one of the new social links is a guidance counselor (laughs) who comes to the school after all the terrible shit that happens with the gym teacher. (laughs) Right. Uh, and like, so that's one of the new social links, uh, and that, that adds a lot. And so they keep like interspersing that new party member into the game, but it seems like maybe you don't actually get her until after you quote unquote beat the, where the game ended originally. Oh, so they're just like throwing her into like weird random cutscenes, And so I don't, I don't really know how she's going to play into the larger, like how you get to know her well or anything. And ideally, would you want her a little earlier so you could kind of get to know her throughout the game or? Yeah, but I, so it's, that's what I, I just don't know how it's going to pan out. It's right, really strange. Right. You're yeah. so early on still. Yeah. And I mean, you at least because of how she helps you in the beginning, you at least wouldn't get her at the very least until like 50 or 60 hours in minimum. God, that. That's so like I so that's what I I have no idea how they will introduce her in a way that makes it so you can like get to know her and like she will obviously have her own palace which maybe you would have had to help her with before I guess 
now that I think about how she comes into the plot. I, I don't know. And like, I tried as hard as I could to not look up all the changes when this came out in Japan on Halloween. Right. Because I was just like, I would rather see that stuff for myself because I already played this. So like any of the new stuff will be awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'll be playing this for ever because it's so long and now it's even longer. <laughs> yeah. That's why I just, that's insane to me that they they've added so much to this probably one of the longest games made of this generation they just made it longer yeah and it's one of those things where people like usually give them shit about when they make these special editions and they're like oh it's not really worth it they don't add enough content like i get it when they did it with persona 3 and they made the psp version that actually like removed a lot of content but the like when they made Persona 4 Golden, it was just that same game, but way better. And this is the same thing with Persona 5. So if you liked Persona 5, I think it is 1000% worth it. Okay. Well, yeah. Now, one last question. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been paying attention to this game at all. Are outlets even reviewing this or are they just kind of like... Eh? Oh, uh, yeah, let's have been reviewing it. Okay. I just kind of wondered, like, because that's a big commitment for reviewers having to review, you know, another 100 plus hour game that they just reviewed a couple years ago. So, uh, don't worry. IGN gave it 10 out of 10, baby. <laughs> now, do you think they will consider this for, like, game of the year stuff or? Uh, I, I mean, I, most outlets may. I, would you? I don't know. I I will not just okay. because it is like that same game. Right. Oh, interesting. GameSpot did not review it, huh? Well, GameSpot also reviews games before they finish them. Yeah, I they... but like a lot of people at GameSpot really like Persona 5, so right. that makes me kind of now I'm curious what because I did not look at reviews for it at all. Yeah, I, until I, I, just now. But the fact that it got a ten out of ten from IGN is <laughs> that's pretty tight. Which they did re- oh. change their review scale. It has the highest of all the meta games released this month at ninety four. Oh wow! It has fifty four positive reviews. Holy shit! So yeah, this is gonna be another weird one where like. It could be considered game of the year, but I, you know, if it, if review, if like places do, people are just going to whine about something. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't consider it for game of the year, but I, you know, that's up to each individual outlet, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I got with that. Okay. Uh, but you have been continuing to play Fire Emblem Three Houses. I see you getting on often yeah i hop on when i can here and there um i'm enjoying it uh kind of surprisingly a lot more than i thought i would well i mean you like those kind of tactical battles i do i just didn't know if i was going to get into the anime well i don't it's not quite anime but it's kind of like more that japanese jrpg style and i didn't know if that was going to click with me and if I'm going to be honest, I really haven't been doing a lot. Because, like, at the end of the week, you can kind of do the explore. You can do seminar. You can battle. Mm. I haven't really been doing a lot of the exploring and walking around and talking to, my like, the classmates or whatever. Oh, yeah. I assume you did that a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, because that's how you level up the social stuff between them, right. usually. And that makes them 
hilariously stronger in battle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's where I've just been kind of doing like the the prep battles or whatever you want to call them. I can't remember exactly what they're called, and just leveling yeah, yeah. up the characters that way. And I, I'm having a great time with that because yeah. I, I I am playing it just kind of like an XCOM game where like I'm not really getting really talking to them and getting to know them on like a personal level or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. I am getting that emotional attachment, kind of like how you do with X-Men where like how they perform on the battlefield type of thing. So Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. So I'm just kind of enjoying that. I I wish I could be playing it more, but just like I've been trying to to walk more, so I've been taking my dog for a walk like every hour after work. So then like I get mm. home and it's it's already eight o'clock, so I usually only have an hour for a couple games unfortunately yeah yeah because like i do have a rule no games after 10 because otherwise Mm. like next thing i know it's three o'clock in the morning and i have to get up at six or seven that's the opposite rule i have (laughs) only games after 10 (laughs) uh but boy yeah i had been going to bed relatively early recently Uh at like 11 or 12 right that's not happening anymore. Mm. Uh, boy, I play a lot of Animal Crossing. That's <laughs> holy shit. Uh, but I'm glad that you like Fire Emblem. I figured that you would like the battle system part of it, but I'm glad that the rest of it isn't enough to turn you off of it because I I do think that you'll really like it yes. overall. Uh, the yeah. one thing that I thought I was going to hate is you remember when you're in the battle and like every time you attack, you see like the ex- of the ex- like uh, not the. Ex- the experience uh, bar go up. Mm. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to see that after every attack. That's going to grade on me. And it, it hasn't at all. And like, I get excited actually seeing yeah, it. Yeah, man, you know, they're level. You're like, oh, yeah. we're going to get that experience. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm into that. So yes, I am. You might actually that. be able to turn that off even. I, but uh, I don't want to now. Well, no, but I'm saying you could, I think, yes. cause you can turn off the battle animations and stuff. So that I would guess is in there. Yeah, I'm sure you could. But yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, oh my god, that's going to grade on me. And it's done the exact opposite. I'm just like, yes, I need to see me... that experience go up. <laughs> Give me that sweet experience yes, game. Yes, So Yeah. It is weird playing the game now and seeing like that Byleth was the character added to <sighs> Smash. Like That just seems like such a... Not to go off, <sighs> but like just weird design choice yeah what a great choice a character filled with so much personality that we all love and relate to now when you played did you pick the male or the female version i picked the male okay i've been playing as the female version yeah it you can in matter. smash too it doesn't matter at all doesn't matter but yeah that's what i've been doing yeah i so. did also want to uh just fix one thing do you remember mm. last week when i said I played it just a little tiny bit and my one complaint was that I didn't get enough time with like each house. Yeah. When I actually hadn't made the decision of the house yet. Oh, okay. Because like there's that initial battle where you like you just it's the three leaders and then like it has you pick one of the three leaders. And I have no idea what that decision was for. Because then later you get to the school and then you can walk around and talk to each leader. And then kind of get to know each character and like. Oh, that's what I thought you were talking about. That's what I was going to say last week. I was like, you can talk to everybody that's there. No, this was like the last last episode. I had just done like a half hour, and I just had to like blindly choose one of the three 
leaders for something. I, oh, I, I think I know what that choice is. That does not matter even a little bit. I think that might be just like who you talk to, like heading back to the school or something. I have no idea what that. I think was. I think they specifically ask you some question, like. <laughs> Like it is, it's like a personality choice thing. Okay, and I, I don't know that that actually makes any difference. No, because like a- after that, then I got into like talking to each of them and kind of picking which house I wanted to choose. So then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. my one complaint from of the previous episode was just me being completely wrong about that. So, <laughs> I mean, that's say hey, that's yeah. fine. Which I had already kind of committed to that house mentally, so I just kind of stuck with the the Eagles. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm having a great time with it, though. Nice. Now, why don't you talk about Animal Crossing? Because I don't think you're going to want to know my opinions. Oh, I knew you weren't going to like this. I don't know why you bought it. (laughs) (laughs) You could have warned me. I I tried to. I said I don't think you're going to like it because you said you thought it was going to be like Stardew Valley. And it is not like that even a little bit. I had hoped that there would be a lot of systems and I could at least levitate or gravitate towards one of them. Oh no, that is not what animal. That's why I said, like, I don't think you're going to like this. And I, that's not what animal crossing is. Yeah. Cause like uh, playing animal crossing and fire emblem to Nintendo games, like it's the same thing where like fire emblem has so many systems and I was able to at least like gravitate to a couple of them and I'm really enjoying it where animal crossing. Oh boy. Well, I mean, you you go first because I'm curious what is like I I don't know because I feel like there's not uh, I don't know. I, I've really been thinking about this a lot and I think like the best way I can describe my feelings of this game is I thought the game was extremely vapid. Uh like in what way? I guess I don't understand because like everything matters and there's a lot to do, but like it was just very boring for me. And like, I didn't get any satisfaction of doing anything. Okay. I mean that like, that totally depends on who you are as a person though. Cause like you can get to know all the villagers, you can decorate your house, you can fish, you can catch bugs, you can (sighs) plant things, you can completely redo the Island. You can decorate, you can make custom designs like that's there's a lot of systems and I, I, but like for me, none of them were engaging and well, but like also how many hours did you play an hour and a half? Okay. So like you didn't even make it past day one. So you didn't unlock the systems. I played enough to know that like, I just, because like, I, I can tell well, you, but I like, mean, like, if you, if you didn't play more than two days, then you didn't see ninety nine percent of oh, all the systems. Pro- I probably didn't, but like, I kind of came to the realization. This is my own stupidity. That like, pretty much everything in this game, like reward wise, is cosmetics. Uh, I mean, pretty much, yeah. And like, I don't care about cosmetics. I want like tangible, like. I want to get better and I want to get stronger. And and like, that's not animal crossing. I realize this. I'm just, no, you definitely don't do any of that. But yeah, I mean, if you didn't play more than two days, you didn't see like literally anything. I I can tell you, I walked around. I tried the fishing. I didn't like the fishing. I just didn't get it. I I don't know. Like it just did not click with me. The bobber goes down. You push a, I I don't don't know. I did it for 10 (laughs) minutes. I caught one fish and I didn't understand how I caught that fish. Every other okay. fish I was just completely missing. 
Hmm. And I was just like, I, I'm not getting any feedback for what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. What oh, to do. Cause that's like, that's how you fish in most video games. Yeah. I don't, I, it, as when the bobber goes underwater, you push a, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was just, and I, it even vibrates when it happens. I, yeah, I don't know. I, oh, interesting. And, but then like, that was kind of my problem. Like I hit a point where it's like, I can't fish anymore. <laughs> I guess I can catch bugs, but I was like, mm, don't want to do that. I could shake some trees. And then I was like, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. So then I just stopped and then I text my sister and I was like, Hey, do you want animal crossing? Did you want it? Yes. Yeah. That's what's up. So I, I, so like, it's not getting wasted, Manny. My sister. No, that's okay. Hey, I mean, I, I knew you weren't going to like it. Mm. So that's, yeah, uh, it, I was expecting that. I, I kind of went in kind of expecting that too, but I, I wanted to at least give it a try. And now I know Animal Crossing is not for me. So Yeah, so I am the exact opposite of you where I, my whole life, I live in Animal Crossing now. Oh, Matt. cool. Uh, my girlfriend is a horse named Winnie and we're going to get married and love each other forever. Can you get married? No. Okay. But in your, uh, in your mind, you're going to get in my In my mind world, mm-hmm. we're together now. Okay. Uh, because I hate everyone else that moved into my town. All nine other villagers, they can go fuck off. They piss me off every day. Earlier, I was I told you I'd be ready whenever, but then I built. I finally got the ability to build paths. Right. And so I'm building the path, and one of the stupid fucking monkeys sits down directly in the middle of where I am making this path and will not get up. <laughs> and... You used to be able to push them out of the way, and you can't now. And so this idiot just would not move, and he kept trying to talk to me. And I was like, "I, Simon, you're, I hate you, and you gotta leave." Um, but no. So like, I have pretty high anxiety in general, right, right. Um, and so the past couple of weeks have been kind of hard, especially with how stressed I've been at work and stuff. So Animal Crossing is one of those things where it's just like whenever I play it. I set a specific goal and then I kind of just like zone out and go ham, which is why I think one piece pirate warriors was also great to have at this time because I can just like kind of shut my brain off and do whatever. But, um, I, I do agree with you. The fishing is like, it's the same way it's always been in animal crossing, but it is like, there's no depth to it at all. And that's kind of what I figured. I was like, this is one of those cases where like, I just, I'm not getting the feedback, but like, it's one of those impossible situations where if they change it, then people are just going to freak out because that's the way. Well, so I, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's the case, but like I, at this point you get achievements in the game. So mm-hmm. like for how many fish you catch, I've caught over 2000 fish. Right. In two weeks, which is hilarious because most other people I know who have played the game have caught like less than a quarter of that many fish, <laughs> but I will like, just be like, that's the way you make mad money. Which I saw, like, uh, that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to check it out, because it did have that system of, like, do whatever you want, and you can get those, like, uh, achievement points or whatever that you can then mm. apply to the debt. Yeah. So, it, it's so like, I was like, oh, maybe I can find something I really like, but it just, mm. no, I just... Yeah. So, like, so I, at this point, I it doesn't the switch thing's stupid where like it's after 10 days it'll finally tell you how many hours you've played yes except for me that didn't happen it might have happened now but it didn't that day anyway i added it all up and by april 1st i had played 60 some hours or whatever (laughs) uh i 
I have beaten it, quote unquote, because there is like a sort of progression until there is like not that much more stuff to unlock other than like leveling up your house and donating to the museum. Um, so I did that and I saw the credits yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, it's one of those things where it's just continuing on what I said last time, where it's, it does have a little bit slower start than most other animal crossing games, but I do really like the feel of like, this is growing into a real developed place over time. Right. So like you start with a tent and you have two villagers. Now I have a huge house with four rooms and 10 villagers and a store and a clothing store and the like resident services tent is now a huge building with multiple employees. So like that's that's the aspect that I have enjoyed so far and like they did that DLC to add the first holiday thing which has really nerfed my money gain from fishing because this the fucking Easter bunny hides eggs everywhere. And like there are six different types of eggs. And so sometimes you'll be getting a fish and you'll pull it up and it's a fucking egg. Yeah, yeah. And boy, I hate that because that could have been a fish that was worth, uh, let's say, $12,000. And instead, it's an egg that's worth 100 Yeah, I saw I saw a meme of Danny DeVito in uh, It's Always Sunny where he's just like, would you like an egg in these trying times? <laughs> and yeah it is like that yes <laughs> so they, there's there's six types of eggs which is asinine one you get from rocks one you dig up in the ground one grows on trees one you get from fishing mm-hmm. and the last one is like you shoot down balloons and they fall out of the sky yeah and i saw something about the balloons where like if you pop too many of them so they actually fixed that today okay, okay. that's what i think is crazy is this game has been patched three times since it came out two weeks ago normally nintendo would never do that shit but something about the way they are trying to react to people and like fixing bugs like there was a really bad item duping glitch where you could like an oversight with two, the local two-player made it so you could infinitely duplicate any item <laughs> So you could like break the, I mean, you break the game, quote unquote, it depends how you want to play, but you right. could get infinite money in the first couple days of the game, basically. Um, and so people were doing that. They patched that out. Uh, they, yesterday they fixed a whole bunch of really weird glitches where like you can invite the amiibo card villagers to live with you. But then if they moved out, like the plot of land would be like bugged out and no one could ever move there again. And it was just like this weird empty patch of land. They fixed that. And then like people were mad yesterday when they put out that patch because the if you pop 300 balloons, which is the last achievement for that, then you could no longer get any balloons. Right. And so because of this Easter event, there are like a fuckload more balloons coming like they're there constantly. Um, so it's really easy to get to 300 now and they patched that today. So like I, I'm excited to see how much they support this because it also seems like one of those things where they set it up so they can control the release of content because one of the things that happens is like people will time travel with their switch, like just change the date to skip the waiting or whatever. Right. And to me, that defeats the entire purpose of animal crossing, but like, I'm not going to chastise people for it. Like play however you want. Um, 
And so like, it seems like they are going to like hold out upgrades or add buildings over time through patching. I mean, especially like people used to just time travel to all the holidays the first week to get all the holiday stuff and see what it was like and spoil it for everyone. Now they can't do that because Nintendo puts out the patch for like the Easter thing. And now that event will be active every year from now on. Right. So I don't know. It's it's cool. And it seems like people found some weird other buildings in the code. And there's supposed to be another event the second half of April for Earth Day, which the guy they advertised for that is the one who used to run the flower shop. So I have a feeling that you'll be able to add on and get a flower shop and stuff. I I don't know. It's as something that you're only supposed to play like a little bit each day. I think they're hopefully if the patches are anything to indicate, they are going to continue to add content and add on to it. Yeah. Cause so. like, it seems like this is one of the, this is could be like one of the best selling games of the year. Like, Definitely, like regular human beings who I've never seen talk about a video game are playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's so. really weird. And, yeah, then, it's and then I feel bad because it's like I hated it. I mean, that's fine. I, <laughs> but yeah, like I, everyone seems to like it. Which yeah, I that's think is what, really cool. That, Outside, that's why it's just kind of like, what's wrong with me? But I mean, like the same thing happened with New Leaf on 3DS, especially because the 3DS had such a ridiculous market share right? <laughs> that like that game sold infinite copies and people did the same thing back then where people didn't even have a 3DS but saw Animal Crossing and got it. So, mm. yeah, But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because people have been issues buying Switches right now. Yeah, they're selling out most places because yes. of Animal Crossing, which is interesting. Well, I think it's because also... it didn't even get that bad with Smash. It's it's also due to like production with the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you have been playing a game that came out on the same day, I Doom have. Eternal. You got to tell me about this. Oh, I, I, it came late. It for me. Yeah, that and that kind of sucked because like Animal Crossing came like Monday, mm. and then Doom didn't come till Friday, which I bought them on the same day. So of course the one <laughs> that I was super excited about. <laughs> that you did like, yeah. But yeah, I've been playing through Doom. I'm about ten hours in, which I don't know like lengthwise how long it is, but um, it's been excellent so far. You said you've been listening to the uh, the soundtrack. Yes, it is so good. It I, is. Oh, I, lo- I love Mick Gordon so much. Yes. I've been li- I was listening to it earlier actually mm-hmm. while I was playing Animal Crossing, oh, yeah, that's which adds a weird <laughs> you know weird dynamic there, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, the, the they've definitely gone with some interesting changes to this game because you watched the documentary, the no clip documentary, right? Mm-hmm. And remember how they like emphasized how much they like they didn't want to show Doom Guy in third person in any of the cutscenes or anything. Yeah, they were like they like were very adamant that they wanted to figure out ways to 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 show like the costume or the outfit or whatever you want to call it, but not show him in third person in this, they completely threw it out the window. And it seems like every like 30, 40 minutes, there's like a cut scene and you just see him in third person. It's, I thought that was just very interesting and weird. Yeah, that is strange. I also saw people saying that you can like see his face through the mask. Yes, you can. That's so weird. He also talked Oh no. Yes. Why does he do that? It was just a little tiny bit. Do you want to know what he said? Sure. What's he got? Rip and tear. 
<laughs> All right, it's I take it back. It's definitely worth it now. Definitely worth it. Oh yes. Uh so my my main question, well not really my main, I have a bunch of questions, yes, but yes. one was I saw a lot of people saying that this one kind of has more like story, quote unquote. Yes, there's a lot more just like cut scenes and that was kind of my point. Like there's just so many cut scenes stitched through this where they're not long cut scenes, but there is like story and lore. And it gets really weird because they're like these audio files that you can listen to. Yeah. And it's like a sign. It, it's this woman. She's kind of like scientific and everything. And then by the end of by, by, and I don't want to say the end, but like by around the midpoint, she's just like the doom guy might be a God. <laughs> so like they have gone full in on just like wacky yeah. over the top. So, like, I, I saw a lot of people saying that they don't really like the story elements mm-hmm. in this one. Like, whereas in the le- in the 2016 Doom, it just seemed like this weird kind of, like, they were trying to have fun with it. Oh, it, this definitely feels like they're just having fun with it, too. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just curious, because I saw a lot of people kind of being like, yeah, I really like the gameplay, but the plot is like, I don't know that I'm in for what they're going for. So I see, like, the first one, and they put all the weird stuff right in the codex. So if you mm-hmm. wanted to read about, like, where, like, and just it gets weird. Where this, they were just like, let's just throw it into the main game and, like, not throw it into just the codex. Okay. Um, one thing that I'm really enjoying is, and this is just kind of like a pop-up. It just kind of says like, Hey, you're going to be encountering a new enemy. This is how you beat them. Oh, cool. So like it's, they take out the element of just like a trial and error and you keep dying from an enemy. And then Mm -hmm. it's just a case of like, can you execute on this? Okay, that that I like. Yes, I, cool. I appreciate that because, like, you know how I just like I find like gimmick bosses and stuff just very frustrating. Where it's mm-hmm. like I got to spend five ten minutes just trying all these different things and eventually figure out what I'm supposed to do. In this case, yeah. you can just they'll just pop up and tell you like, "Hey, this is the the uh, the enemy's weak point." Uh, which, if you don't like that, you can turn that off in the settings. Okay, that's cool. Yes. Um, how have you felt about the more emphasis on platforming? Um, frustrating at times. Okay, because I, that I think would probably depend on who's playing, but I, that to me just doesn't seem like what Doom is about, I guess. I see you didn't, I, I don't know. You didn't play 2016. Uh, there were no. platforming sections, and those were definitely the most frustrating aspects I found. Yeah. And it's once again here. Because, like, the game has... Um, you not only have your health, but then it has, like, one-ups that you can find. So if you die, you just basically res right at the point where you died, and then you can just keep going. So if once you lose all your one-ups, that's when you're officially dead, and you have to kind of, like, load a checkpoint. Yeah. I've lost a couple. I, I've, like, legitimately died from doing trying to just do some of, a couple of the platforming sections. Okay, yeah. Because one of them, like, enemies kept spawning as well, so they kept shooting at me as I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go next, and I eventually just kept dying and lost all my one-ups, and I was I was very upset at that moment. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, I am enjoying how the... They called it, like, basically first-person chess, uh, where 
you you you're given all these different abilities or whatever you want to call them and then like depending on what you need you can use uh the abilities so like if you need health that's when you you that's when you glory kill so like the glory kill is you stagger them you you shoot them you stagger them and then you can just basically melee attack them and then that's the really violent attack where you like rip them in half and then uh health pops out if you need armor you then just light them on fire and then as you shoot them they will just pop out armor so then you can just pick that up and then if you're all out of ammo you just whip out your uh um chainsaw and then just cut them in half and then that's how you kind of refill your ammo so there is this constant just depending on what you need you're just switching between all these different abilities and buttons so I, I am enjoying that aspect of the game. The combat arenas are fantastic. Um, it is kind of a bummer that I think I'm playing my top two games of the year, and at this point, I don't think Ooh. I don't know if anything's going to top Doom and uh, Ori for me. Yeah, I God, I hope something else comes out uh, <laughs> because, like, I I do really like Animal Crossing, yes. and like as of right now, it would probably be my game of the year, especially if I do keep playing it at least once a day, which I probably will for the foreseeable future. But like, there has been no other game that has really like met my criteria. I mean, like Persona, but that I wouldn't count towards my right. top ten or anything. So I really hope I like Final Fantasy VII and Cyberpunk if it comes out this year. Do you think, with just how slow things are, you would try Resident Evil 3? Uh, if I was going to play it, I would probably play 2 first. Mm. So, no. <laughs> because I would have to play through 2 first, and then mm. I don't even know that I want to do that. So. Would you be interested in playing Doom? Uh, yeah, I would be interested in playing Doom. I just, that's another one where I feel like I should play 2016 first as right. well. And that's easy enough to get. And well, I think my PC can handle it. So like, I mean, you, worst case scenario, you can pull out your Xbox and play it right now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Cause it's on game pass. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, in theory, I would play Doom. Yeah. I think I would play Doom before I played Resident Evil for sure. Mm. Cause that's another one I, I want to pick up here at some point is Resident Evil. But then after um, that, I'm looking at like the re- release schedule and I'm like, oh my God, there's not really anything else coming out that I'm excited about. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because like, um, The Last of Us has been delayed. Yeah. I have to imagine Ghost of Tsushima is going to be delayed. Yeah. I like, yeah, I think the rest of the year is going to be like pretty much a barren wasteland. Yes. Outside of like the Pokemon DLC. <laughs> Manny, I just I just realized something. Great news for what? you. What? What? Last of Us was delayed, which just opens up the doors for Fast and Furious Crossroads. It does. God, they should delay that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they're not gonna. No. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Crossroads could be uh, the game of the year. <laughs> if this is... Uh... Oh my God, if that makes your top 10, that would make me very happy. Yeah, but hey, at this point, if uh, all the games that are supposed to come out are no longer coming out, Mm -hmm. it could make it. (laughs) Because at this point, I don't even know that I've played 10 games that came out this year. I can tell you I've beaten two, or I I will be have beaten two once I get through Doom. Uh, I have beaten, I guess, well, I can count Animal Crossing, even though I kept playing, because I saw the credits today. Right. 
So that actually might be it. I mean, I, I think could, if I had to do old games, I could definitely fill out a top ten list. Oh yeah, if I had to do old games, I definitely. I already I've done that this year. Yes, but um, yeah, I don't know. I shit. I'm pretty sure I did beat one game that came out this year before Animal Crossing, and I don't know what it is. So that's interesting. Uh, I know you played like a fuck ton of uh, Final Fantasy. That is true, but I didn't beat the expansion that even came out last year, so I don't know what I did. Maybe I was just playing Final Fantasy. Who knows? That's all I remember you playing. That's probably true. Because it was so, just yeah. like week after week, you're just like, I just played Final Fantasy. So yeah, I don't think uh, I've played anything this year. That's what it comes down to. Uh, you played Ori, or not not Ori, uh, you've played Animal Crossing, so. I know. And I, well, I did play Ori as well for about 10 minutes. Yes. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'll find something. We'll get there. Yes. Like One Piece Pyro Warriors 4. <laughs> I can't, in good conscience, I can't talk about this game a lot on this podcast because I'll feel bad. <laughs> uh, it, You know, I really like to push square, and this game meets that need. So I, <laughs> like, that's the most I can say about it. It is just, it's a fucking, it's a Dynasty Warriors game, except with One Piece characters. You mash square, That that's what it is. And it's a, it's a fine one of those um they changed the level up system a little bit before in past games this and people may say like oh well this was in the last real dynasty warriors game fuck real dynasty warriors i don't play that trash i only play spin-off dumb things right so for all i know this could have been in the last one but now instead of individually leveling up each character you like spend currencies to level up every character so like before they would level up from like one to 99 each character. Now the characters level up one to five mm-hmm. and then you like spend resources to make all characters stats go up. But then they also have like unique things that make their skills better, or give them new specials. So you can still individually level up each character a little bit. But like at least this way, when you get a cool character that took you forever to unlock, you don't then have to either spend a billion dollars to level them up or you play as them forever you can just be strong right off the bat right and so i'm a big fan of that because there are about 800 characters in this game um boy that seems like a great game to listen to the doom soundtrack to exactly and it it is (laughs) uh because they don't even namco bandai is a weird company and they don't license the music from the anime for these games okay and so then the way because it costs too much, so they sell a DLC pack for like twenty dollars that adds the anime music because that pays for the licensing costs. <laughs> okay, it's wild. So I did not buy that. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to, but then I feel like an idiot, right? Because that's just you're paying for what should be in the game by default. Uh, so yeah, I rarely listen to the in-game sound. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Because it's just like some like generic, ooh, this sounds kind of piratey soundtrack. Right. That like vaguely resembles the anime music in some cases, but like not enough to be like, oh yeah, this is what I remember. So basically what I'm saying is I completely shut off my brain and I push square and occasionally triangle. Mm. And I have a good time while I do it. 
one of my friends actually texted me and asked me how it was, and he said that the people on the One Piece subreddit are pretty upset by it <laughs> because it uh like doesn't retell uh a lot of the plot. And like, dude, do you know how sick I am of them telling the same fucking anime arcs over and over in every anime game? Are you playing I'm... that game for the plot? No, dude. That's what I'm. I'm playing this game to push Square as my favorite <laughs> One Piece characters, right. and I get, I get that. So like, that's I. I bought this game. I know exactly what it is. I know that it's not a quote unquote good game. <laughs> like I just in this, I enjoy the style of game and I enjoy one piece. Like I, I think anyone who buys this game has to know what they are getting. Right. Like if someone buys one piece pirate warriors four and they say, wow, I'm disappointed by this. They truly fucked up somewhere. <laughs> Because you have to both know that, yes, I like Dynasty Warriors games, and yes, I like One Piece. Those are literally the only two prerequisites. And if you like one or the other and not both, probably not for you. (laughs) So I would say the Dynasty Warriors is a little more important. Uh, yes, definitely. Like, if you're just like, oh, I'm One Piece fan number one, gotta play the newest One Piece game, and then you get in here and you're like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Uh, but then again, like, if you were expecting a good One Piece game, then you're, you've been disappointed for your whole life. Mm -hmm. So, the last one they made was that open world game, and that was like the closest we're probably ever gonna get to a a truly good One Piece game. So what i'm saying is i like to push square Mm -hmm. that's all i have to say about this (laughs) uh to get back on track a little bit yeah i realized the game that you had played the other game you've played what is that kentucky route zero oh and i didn't beat it yet oh i am in the third of five episodes okay so but i i will beat mm -hmm. it i'm sure you will i don't like no well hey. hey i will do it i will actually beat it I promise. Mm-hmm. By the end of the year, I will beat it. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all I have for yeah. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. But you played the Jackbox Party Pack. Yeah, and this is like, I don't really have a lot to say. I just kind of want to have a quick PSA for anybody who's like any of our listeners out there that are just like looking for a fun game to play with friends. This is like the perfect game because all you need to do is have one person stream it. You can all get into a Discord, watch the watch it and just kind of talk in the discord and then you can just play along it's fantastic Mm -hmm. because this is what we did in one of the discords i'm in we did a community night and one of the person just had all the jackbox games so we just kind of did that and eight of us got together and we played for like three hours and when you play jackbox it's always just like a lot of laughs for you know those three hours or so Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to have a quick PSA. Like, if you're looking for something to play with friends, you're not going to get much better than just a fun Jackbox experience. No, yeah, it's a good, especially for right now, it's a good social distancing game because you can yeah. just all you need is a phone too. So like, even yeah. if you don't have a console, like it's still easy enough to get in on. So well, you don't. You just need one person that has the games. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll just need a phone, and then ideally some way, like a computer, or some way to also watch it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Oh, fuck. I played another game. Oh, what'd you play? I played One Step from Eden. Okay. Which I won't talk about that much, but I played it. Uh, I actually played the multiplayer version with Nukio. Um, 
so I've been streaming Mega Man Battle Network, one of my favorite franchises of all time. This is a game that was kickstarted that is that exact same battle system, but it's a roguelite. All right. Um, so it's like on a grid, and instead of having chips on the internet, you have spells, and you're just like a random girl. Um, and so it plays like Battle Network. It's that same grid-based battle system, but the part that really I do not like is the roguelite part of it. <laughs> Because, uh, dude, not everything has to be a roguelite. I'm, I, I have, I have officially now surpassed my roguelite limit. I mm-hmm. think, like I, I have played so many games in the past couple of years that, like, I think, oh, this is a cool game, and I would actually enjoy it if it was like handcrafted content type thing. Right. Um. So, like, the battle system is fine. I feel like I am extra down on it because I have been playing through Battle Network again. So it's one of those situations where it's like, I just wanted to play exactly like that. And it feels just different enough that it's not doing it for me the way that it's doing it for a lot of other people. Because most people probably haven't played Battle Network in over a decade. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas I played it two days ago. <laughs> so, so like I, I have a, a new like it's been renewed in my mind. Um, but I do think it's a cool game. It's, it's basically just like a combination of slay the spire and, uh, battle network, which like the map system, like where you choose to go next is literally straight out of slay the spire, which is ironic because humble bundle published both this and that. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like it's a roguelite. So each character you pick has certain abilities and then the, you get to certain points, you unlock more characters. There's like 10 characters. Um, the co-op is local only, but Steam has that cool like streaming local co-op thing. Right. So I did that. The co-op is weird because you both are the same character and you share the same health pool. So it's way harder because it's just like you're twice as likely to get hit. Yeah. And also like when you die, you're like, I'm so sorry. Which was what I said a lot. <laughs> because like in, in Battle Network, you have to like make sure that you're not standing on the squares that are getting hit. So like sometimes you're just moving around rapidly like a moron and you accidentally move into something and get hit. And you're like, oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so that ha- we both did that quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I think we're both a little bit better now at it that we've played it more. So I, we might play again and get farther uh but it does seem like it would be like borderline impossible to actually beat it with in co-op unless you're both like fucking ais hmm um but yeah i i had fun doing that and i i don't know how much more i'm gonna play of it because it's one of those things where it's like i know i'm not gonna beat it unless i really really dedicate a lot of time to learning all the boss patterns and like where i'm at right now i just don't have that drive to do it right and if i was gonna play a roguelite at this point i would just play hades so yeah and like i i don't know what it is but like if i'm playing a more difficult game i think i'd rather it be a 2d platformer Mm. so like that's why i think like why i really liked ori Mm -hmm. because it is it is very difficult but like i i enjoy like having that like little bit of more difficult metroidvania than a roguelite personally yeah i just yeah i i'm so past the yes. point of return with roguelites i mean like i'll play spelunky too when it comes out but that's 
a slightly different case. Yes. Um, I, at this point, I want to feel like every time I play, I'm getting like in-game progression. Yeah, and that's this certainly does not do that. You yes. have to get you have to get pretty far to even unlock other characters. Um, and like you do level up and unlock new abilities that you can get at random, kind of like the cards and slay the spire, but it's, but roguelites are never going to be that much of a progression because they want you to play to, to do like a hundred plus runs until you finally beat it. And I, I don't know, like, I just don't want to do that anymore. Personally, I think you're kind of the same way. Yeah, I'm just I'm a little bit sick of it at this yes. point, especially because there have been so many over the past two years mm-hmm. that it's just like, ah, uh, did it need to be this? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but it was interesting. I backed it, so I, you know, got in there, played. I do also. I probably should have mentioned this sooner. I got an email today. You know that uh, that Kaze and the Wild Masks game I've been following. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a closed beta, and I got an email for that today. So, Oh, nice. So I downloaded that right before the podcast. Nice. That's very exciting. Yes. I look forward to hearing what that's like. Yep. I'll probably be able to talk about that next week. All right. Cool. Um, Are you ready to move into part three, Manny? Yeah. So we're going to continue our ranking of video game publishers over this past generation slash still going on generation yes uh and we're doing ea yes which what a wild shit show this will be i see like i don't know there's some good ones in here there are some good ones matt there are also (laughs) things that killed entire franchises i see one two two franchise killers that's it okay maybe three listen you shouldn't kill four. a franchise four. like that. Okay, four. I could, I, you could make an argument for four. <laughs> oh, wait. Dragon Age Inquisition came out, right? This generation? Yes. I must have missed that. That's fine. I'll put that in there. I hated that game. Okay. Oh, my God. Because, like, Dragon Age, you can make the argument that they killed it. Well, they're, they're making a new one. That's true. And I am an outlier, and most people really liked Inquisition. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront, you could say they killed it. <laughs> well people really like battlefront 2 now they turn yeah, that that's around. that's true uh mirror's edge catalyst will probably never see another mirror <laughs> but that <laughs> uh, to be fair to be fair that's not that game's fault no no that that game was fine that's the fault of the fans who yes. said there should be another one mm-hmm. uh but let's get started here this is all in alphabetical order uh so we're starting out with a banger jesus christ <laughs> anthem uh by bioware <laughs> <laughs> I so sometimes you play a game that you don't like and yeah. think is bad and like it just it exits your memory until someone says like oh do you remember this piece of shit and you're like oh yeah that really sucked I think about Anthem an abnormal amount like I sometimes it will like I'll just be sitting there and it'll pop into my brain and I'll get <laughs> upset that I beat it like I will think like I fucking took enough time to beat this game and i i tried like i played it with our friends justin and nukio quite a bit we we beat it i even tried to do a little bit of the post game stuff and i just 
I don't know what happened to Bioware. I don't know if they were told to put Anthem out before it was ready. I don't know if it was one of those things where like you've stared at something for so long you don't know if it's good or not anymore. And like in this case, yo, it was it wasn't. I see like I don't when you when you released Mass Effect and then Anthem, you can't be like I think that's just a sign of the studio at this point. I guess, but like also Anthem is, it was, in my opinion, asking to fail. Uh, Well, like their biggest issue is they didn't learn any of the lessons of the previous games in that genre. Well, exactly. And that's why I think that it was destined to fail is because like, ha, destined, get it, destiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like destiny did learn lessons from the original destiny and they took that and made destiny Two a better game. Right. And then like the division did the same thing where like people had problems with the original division and now people really like the division Two, and they keep adding on to it. And like, there are already two huge games in that space. Well, division two came out a little bit after Anthem. So it sold a lot more because people were pissed off about Anthem. Well, and like you got Warframe. And and Warframe is free to play. Exactly. So so like you have all these games that are in that same vein that you can look at. Like Warframe has evolved so much over time mm-hmm. and gotten so much better and has so much content in it. And people can now play that shit for free. And like you're gonna Bioware is gonna put out this game that is just takes mm-hmm. all of the absolute worst aspects of this genre of game and rolls them up into one and then ceases to support it. I, oh. It just it makes me so mad. The shooting felt like shit. The only part that they focused on, which was the flying, you couldn't even do for very long before your dumbass jetpack overheated and then you couldn't even do it anymore. You couldn't really fly around during combat, so it was only for traversal. Yeah, but you could you could like hover in the air. That was really and cool. I had I had to. That was my class's main thing. Uh, so, so I, I, was, I was I was hover. always hovering. Yeah, I, I was hover. always hovering. Um, because yeah, it increased my accuracy and my spell damage. But uh, yeah, and just like it reused the same environments. Every mission was some variation of the same two archetypes that were like so boring mm-hmm. the enemies didn't react to shots like they should have it was like broken as fuck it just i oh, oh. do you let's just move on they're remaking it just move on because like you're they're, just gonna get madder and madder the more we talk about it they're remaking it <laughs> why are they why how could they do and i'll play it i gotta know no. yeah when that shit comes out i gotta know wow I'll get Nukio in on that. We're going to go for it. It'll be a spiritual journey together with a friend. Because, like, oh, Is there crossplay? No, but he had it on PS4. Okay. Well, I was just... Because they added it to EA Access. I think he paid for EA Access to play it early on PC and then played it on PS4. Oh, nice. (laughs) So he got double the money's worth. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't believe that they are giving that game a second chance, but I'm, you know, hopefully it can do better. You're too hopeful. I know. On the opposite end of the spectrum, though, Apex Legends is the only Battle Royale I've ever played. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> and I like it. Yeah. It was good. 
Uh, the Call of Duty seems to be... The new Call of Duty one seems to be very popular. Yeah, people really like uh, Warzone. Warzone. Yes. but yeah. My brother was playing it. I saw him punching a man to death in the gulag. Yeah, the gulag seems really cool, but we're getting off, <laughs> we're getting off track here. We are, yes. <laughs> um, I didn't really play Apex Legends, and you played, what, one match? No, we played three. Okay. And we, we won one of the three. So then, um, so then you had to retire with a third yeah, percent win, win record. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I'll never win again. Uh, but no, it's fun. And like I think that uh, I was going to say Remedy, Respawn, uh, they are just good at making shooters, right? And yes. like Apex was so cool and came out of nowhere and it takes place in the Titanfall universe, quote unquote. And like it just... I, I don't know. It's interesting. And like it added a lot of cool stuff like the jump leader for uh, like jumping out of the plane, it, the way it does like uh, waypoint markers and things. So you can ping stuff and make it easier to communicate with people who don't have mics that they did a really good job with all that stuff that now literally every other battle royale has stolen. Yes. Um, but like they, they pioneered a lot of that stuff to make it more accessible, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, they've done so many great things, and at, at the end of the day, it's just uh, probably the, at the time at least, it was the best playing um, Battle Royale on console. Yeah, and it was just, like, it was interesting, as opposed to a lot of the other ones, where it wasn't quite Fortnite, where it's, like, kind of cartoony, yes. and it wasn't quite PUBG, where it or, broken. like, Call of Duty, where it, well, b- broken, but also just, like... Uh, realistic modern military shooting yes like it's like somewhere in between where it's like science fiction but like also still looks kind of real yes and it had like incredible you know mobility and interesting like character abilities and because they also brought that into you know the more popular battle royale where they had you know kind i don't want to say overwatch characters but they did have like unique characters in this space as well where PUBG, every character is the same yeah so yeah i i don't know apex came out of nowhere they did a really good job it did super well people still love it so i you know it's cool i it's it's hard to not call that a win yeah i for sure uh the next game we played Ooh, is this a plus or a minus i i think (laughs) i like i we we enjoyed it but i'm like was it Oscar worthy? Uh, uh, we're talking about a way out. Uh, the, yeah, the co-op experience uh, from the maker. Oh, it, it was definitely an experience. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just like it's two guys, and they're just kind of like breaking out of jail together. Mm-hmm. And then and you do you do it local, so it's like a kind of unique concept. Like you do it locally, and you're both on the same screen yes. doing things uh apart from each other but like it's all happening at the same time so you can affect the other person yeah the screen is cut in half so like you you're just kind of paying attention to your half and you said locally but this could be played online and only it could be and only one person had to buy the game that's true so like you could like i could have just bought it and you and i could have played just over the internet which actually that could be a fun thing right now to play with like one friend it could yeah but we we experienced this locally we did. And the, so it was much funnier that way. And the saddest thing is Nukio had to just watch. Yeah, but he played Connect 4 when I went to the bathroom. He did. And, and he did the weightlifting. 
Oh, shit, yeah, but that's because he demanded that he be able to try. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. That was a long time ago at this point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it was Joseph Fares, the guy who was behind making uh, Brothers... Tale of Two Sons. Tale of Two Sons, yeah, which was like a critically acclaimed game that people really liked. He was trying to say the same things about this one. It was where at the Game Awards, he said, fuck the Oscars. Uh, and he was trying to make it out like this is going to be some like Oscar winning performance thing. And boy, boy, the voice acting in this game, I... You know, God bless the voice actors because I think they were uh, English as a se- was their second language. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but let's just say that a lot of the voice acting was maybe qu- questionable at best. I just, I just remember that twist at the end. That's all I think about when I hear this game. You know, I think about when you go to the trailer park and you play basketball with that little kid. <laughs> because we just like literally this little kid asked you to play basketball and i just like slam dunked on him (laughs) and was like eat that so that was really good yeah the the plot twist quote unquote uh if you don't see it coming before that point is something yeah it uh yeah i think that's the best you can say yeah, it it's definitely it was definitely an ambitious thing that they were trying to do. Yeah, and it was unique and like I I I I put a zero here, but like I generally feel like it was a fun experience, but that's one of those cases where it's like I enjoyed playing with you because you're a friend, I think, and I don't know if it's, yes, it's like the you, game. Yeah, I don't think it was the game in that, in that case. <laughs> because I remember like sometimes like like when serious moments would happen it would kind of shift and like your screen would get bigger while the other person's would get smaller and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then like something would be serious happening on your screen. And then I could just be running around in circles as fast as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was fine, yeah. but I like, I don't think it was, it, it was trying things and you know, God bless it. For I, that. I would like more like that though. Yeah, I think so. More just, I think it could be perfected. Yes, more co-op campaign, like shorter campaigns like that. That that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one, I don't think either of us played any of these. All 30 Battlefield games, baby. Yeah, all, all the Battlefield games. <laughs> one, four, five, and Hardline. <laughs> yeah. I, for, from what I know about Battlefield, I know one was like a critical success and people really liked it. Yes, it is also one of the few games that has like a ridiculously high aspect ratio you can set it to to go on comically large monitors. Yes. So like a 31 by something aspect ratio, I think it can do. Uh, Four. I remember all I know is it was a broken mess at launch. Yes, and that was because it was the one that introduced destructible environments. (laughs) And one of the... my favorite bugs ever was if uh, there were multiple times where if the building collapsed, the server would crash. My favorite bug was sometimes bullets did twice the damage. Ooh, that's good too. That's a good bug. Yes. 
Yeah, but just the fact that the entire server would crash yes. when they would knock down a building was like <laughs> chef's kiss. Mwah, that's too good. Uh, I They did fix that stuff yes, eventually. Yes. Um, but oh. like hardline fundamental failure from the beginning from what i understand yeah and it was like trying to be more story based as well yes. it had that like single player thing where you play like a cop in the south yes and, and like they didn't want you to shoot people but like all the uh like improvements and progression was tied to shooting and killing people yeah so like that didn't work where like one i know like had like four or five vignettes and those were generally well received yeah people generally liked that and then i all i remember with five is people were upset that women were in the game god that's so terrible (laughs) that's the one thing that you can remember (laughs) because it's upsetting because like that was the thing about five i think that got the most publicity yes yes people being objectively shitheads (laughs) um yeah i mean other than that i I don't think there was really anything super special about five i mean it looks great it was one of the first games that had true ray tracing implementation uh i i actually i think that uh because the engine ea uses for most things frostbite it it used to be a mandate that all their games use it it's not anymore Mm -hmm. um but frostbite was made for battlefield yes, so yes. it generally looked the best and ran the best quote unquote except for four uh and so yeah like I, battlefield is one of those games that like it's so outside of my wheelhouse like i just don't really like first person shooters that much especially like realistic gritty military shooters yeah i'm gonna want a campaign i don't want to play like a multiplayer competitive shooter yeah, and then even then, like, the multiplayer aspects of Battlefield are usually more based on, like, crazy shit. Like, there's, like, 64 people, and they're all crashing vehicles into each other and stuff. Yes. Um, which, also not my jam. So, ba- Battlefield is, like, really not for me. But I-, I don't think that any of these were particularly, like, awful, except for Hardline, I know, is pretty poorly received, and people generally didn't like it. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's going to be like a net zero for us at least. Cause it's like, I, I don't have anything bad to say. I can't trash on battlefield too much. You know what I mean? No. I, yeah. And as I said, like five, I just remember the, the people and their audience was being shitty and I really don't know a lot about the game. So, yeah. And like, I think that dice is a good developer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think they're kind of pushed into a call of duty situation where they, or like a lot of their EA like the sports franchises where they just have to make one every year. So yeah. yeah. Uh, the next game is the game that you added dragon age inquisition. Yeah. So I, I actually, I feel bad when I trash on this game because a, a, most people really liked it. It uh, took away everything I liked about dragon age and threw it in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like more action based, like Mass Effect style, which like even Dragon Age two was just like basically Mass Effect with swords and people hated that. And I didn't mind that one that much. But like none of the characters clicked with me in Dragon Age Inquisition, which is like that's the whole point of a Bioware game is you want to get to know these characters and like interact with them. Right. I couldn't stand any of them really other than the character who was from Dragon Age two. Was that Iron, uh, Iron Bull? No, that was um 
the dwarf fuck oh silence it is something like that but okay yeah i don't remember i mean iron iron bull is a fine character i just like didn't think he was like super great or anything um and just yeah like the design of it like everything was told through some shitty piece of paper that you would pick up off a dead body there were no like real side quests. I thought the combat was like kind of dull and just like not it, They tried to like make it halfway between what dragon age origins and two were like, and the, to this point where it was just like, I would have much rather you just pick one or the other because this half and half is doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Cause I remember I p- chose a mage, so I would just stand far away and I would just hold down R2 yeah, so I was a thief, and so I would have to get up in there. But it just, like, and they wanted you to maybe pause it sometimes, but then that made everything go way too fucking slow. It just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, so the main thing is, like, what I want out of a Bioware game is, like, a good plot and a lot of personality from it. And, like, to me, this it, Inquisition just had none of that. But that, I mean, that's, like, going to vary on a person-to-person basis. Right but yeah i was i was not a fan yeah i feel like i i wouldn't generally positive on it that's like the best i can say it it was an all right experience i had fun i can't i can't tell you anything that happened in the story i don't think there were any memorable characters uh the com the combat was okay and the worlds were kind of empty oh yeah the worlds were barren except for skeletons with letters on them so but i do remember having a generally good time and i i did finish the game so yeah um i don't think i can give that a personal plus just because like no definitely not i like i feel like i generally liked it you generally disliked it so it just to me that's just kind of washes it out yeah that kind of washes out i think uh ea i just kind of threw this in here they made ufc games i don't they played made three of them apparently this generation they did i uh, i mean you know why don't they make fight night anymore why don't they make fight night anymore i uh oh it's so sad fight night was so good <laughs> yeah they, they're just like re- wrestling-esque games you know what i mean yeah yeah and but and like, I don't care about UFC, so it's like... Yeah, UFC's a little too... I don't want to say violent, but like I'm just not into it. Yeah, I am I mean, it. in theory, I am into it. Just in practice, I, I'm not going to pay for pay-per-views, and I'm also not going to buy their mediocre-at-best product <laughs> for a game, video game. Yeah. Uh, Faye was that... This is part of the, like their EA like indie program. Oh yes, I never, I did not ever play this. No, it, I didn't. It looked, it looked cool. Yes, I wish, I wish that I had more to say about this. Yeah, he plays like a little creature thing, right? Yeah, it looks like a little fox thing. I've and it's like white. I think it looked kind of pretty. Yeah, and the the art style was like all uh, purpley. Yes, like it had a majority of purples and blues in it. Yeah, that looked interesting. I it's like a little creature fox creature thing. Uh, I was that received well. It very mediocre. From what I remember, Metacritic was like seventies. Okay, I, I I was gonna check it out, and then I saw the scores, and I was just like, eh, I guess I. It's just kind of very middling. 
uh okay it's yeah it's just like a regular old Mm -hmm. action adventure thing yes so that yeah i that i guess i can't say positive or negative on because i don't know enough about it to i part of me wishes i had played it but you know it's just kind of one of those that came out it seemed okay and moved on uh the next two games i'm just gonna lump them together uh because they're probably ea's two biggest games fifa and madden fifa and madden uh we don't play them but this is when we got madden 25 this generation and i'm a big fan of that yeah, uh, I can't wait till 2025. Yes, because that's coming up very soon. I'm very excited to see what they do then. Uh, maybe they just have to call it Madden 2025. I was going to say that's probably what they end up doing. Uh, yeah, so like these, from my understanding, FIFA is like generally pretty good each year. Uh, I don't know how much they add to that or whatever. Madden definitely goes up and down on like the critical reception. I know there was a couple years ago where they had that story mode that people really liked. Yes. I don't know if like real fans cared. Yeah. Well, I mean, then they pared it down to almost nothing and it yes. was shitty and then they removed it. Yes. So like, you know, I'm going to get, why no. get, why make it, why make new features? I mean, I would just assume that it was too much development time for something that not enough people who play Madden give a shit about. That's what I mean. Like, I think that was something that was critically like, generally well received but like the actual madden community was just like why are you wasting resources on this yeah because like um, fifa did the same thing where they had like story modes and stuff yeah i remember that because like remember the one ea access or not ea access or like one of like the ea like e3 presentation they spent EA like play yeah yes. never forget they spent like a crazy amount of time talking about this and it's just like come on guys well yeah but then they also like fucking invite ronaldo out on yes, the stage yes. every year so like i don't he who knows what they're doing yeah um yeah so like i you know i have no context for these i also am so far away from the target demographic mm-hmm. that like i can't even imagine but you know like at least uh, at least a first person shooter i can be like oh yeah i know where they're coming from this i you know no, no. but you want to know what you are the target demographic holy shit <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda. I can't do it. I can't. So if I, I don't want to do it, but if I could make the loudest fart sound of all time into the microphone, that pretty much sums up my feelings on Mass Effect Andromeda. Like I Mass Effect 2, literally one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. Mm. I, I love that game. The first one is very good. I even like Mass Effect 3, despite its flaws. I love that world. I love those characters. I don't, understand how they could have fucked it up that bad in andromeda i don't understand yeah because like forget just all of the issues with the game like that was a technical mess i heard it was a technical mess the animations were worse than they Mm -hmm. were in mass effect 2 even yeah like they reverted back multiple games like that shit was like near or worse than the quality of the Mass Effect 1 animations as an early 360 game. Mm-hmm. And like the faces were fucked up. <laughs> the worlds were like empty and barren. The characters were just uninteresting and flat. They had less dialogue than there were in previous games. They removed half the races that they were going to add back in with DLC that then got canceled because it did so shitty. Uh, it just like it was an unmitigated disaster from 
one of the most beloved video game franchises of like the past decade, probably. Like, I, I don't understand how that could have happened. I just, I just don't understand. Yeah, this was this was a special game, and at the time, like, I didn't really have the context of Mass Effect. So I was just sitting there like everyone, the internet was just freaking out because they thought Mass Effect 3's ending was bad. Oh boy, they were not ready for this. So I I did not even beat Andromeda. I think I did, the last day I remember playing it was I did, there's one of the the human characters, Liam. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I did his loyalty mission and I thought to myself, oh, this one was actually kind of cool. I turned it off and I never turned it (laughs) on again (laughs) because I just like it was. And then like you had to play alien Sudoku all the time. Yeah. To like read those glyphs or whatever. And it just, I remember having a notebook. Oh man. Cause this was my first mass effect game and I actually beat it. Yeah. But like, and I remember like you played about 20 hours. You said, and I yeah. remember I played around 20 hours, but like I just kind of mainlined the game where you had done a lot of the side stuff, which uh, those character missions were not worth your time from what I understand. No, no, they were not. And they so what I thought was also extra crazy about it was like they could have they had a chance to reset everything. Yes. And they just kept the same races. And then the evil alien race they introduced was just the same as the ones in the previous one, basically. Like they had the same goal and did the same thing. And they even looked similar. And I was like, what are you guys doing over here? Mm -hmm. What the fuck is this? So, you know, they couldn't salvage that one, but they're going to really try to fucking salvage Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) they killed mass effect they killed mass effect they shot it right in the head (laughs) oh boy unbelievable well do you want another mass effect at this point no that's yeah i don't i want an h i want a ps4 re-release of the trilogy yeah that would with all the dlc that's what i want yeah that'd be perfect it's not that hard to give me but they're never gonna do it i think they will (laughs) they better um, the next game is another one we briefly mentioned, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. We yeah. will never see another Mirror's Edge, which that is not at the fault of the game. Uh, no, and it, like the original Mirror's Edge is a cool concept. Like it's a first person free running game. Right. And like it it was definitely interesting uh, and it had like a really crazy cult following um, and people begged and begged for them to make another one. And then they finally did. And people were like, oh, I guess maybe we didn't really like Mirror's Edge that much. And it just fucking sold like absolute garbage. Yeah. And it's too bad because like it's one of those cases where the first one, one of the biggest complaints was just like at towards the end, the combat. Yeah, the combat did go, especially when people had guns. Uh, so like they really thought about how to address that in this game. And I, from what I understand, they did a good job. And, mm-hmm. But just, like, nobody really gave the game a chance and played it. Yeah, like, no one really bought it. So that's that's a bummer. And, like, I, I take Mirror's Edge as one of the th- reasons why EA doesn't actually take any risks anymore. Yeah, which, like, I would try it, but, like, I just don't enjoy first-person platforming and traversal. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I just don't have a lot of interest in, in a game that's all about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. there's not a lot more I can say. 
No. Uh, NBA, I know it's like a broken Dude, mess every year. I don't even think that f- some of the years came out. Uh, I know this year was like canceled. They canceled it a couple years. I uh, well, I'm, yes, I know. Like NBA twenty was definitely canceled. But yeah, I think twenty seventeen and maybe fifteen were canceled. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, their games are fucked up for the NBA games. I don't know. Two K generally does better, but at this point, I think they have gotten the madden syndrome and they just like don't give a fuck at all and put out whatever now too so i don't know if that's the issue because like i've it seems like the gameplay of the 2k is fine it's they just add all of these just microtransactions and people get very angry about that yes um but it it seems like 14 15 16 came out they didn't, oh, really? They didn't have one in 17. 18 came out, 19 came out, and then they canceled 20. Okay. I can't remember which NBA Live it was where they shipped it to stores and then it was so broken they had to pull it back. That probably was 13. Okay. Tight. That's one of my favorite all-time YouTube videos where someone is playing <laughs> the demo and the guy is T-posing yes. in the middle of the court. I love that video so much. I think it was 13. Okay. Because that was when they brought it back after a couple years. Yeah. Um, The next one, I call it a game that changed my life or a game series that changed my life, man. Mm-hmm. Because I heard this about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you remember, like it during the PS2 and PS3 era, especially, all I pretty mm-hmm. much played were the NHL games. Mm-hmm. As a big hockey fan, yes, it's huge, understandable. Huge hockey fan, so I was just yeah. one of those people that just like 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 the people that just play FIFA, just play Madden. I just played NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I, if you remember, I bought my PS4. Yep. Uh, which actually before that, like. NHL 15 came out mm-hmm. and that was the first game of the new generation. And it was just like an empty shell of a game that just shouldn't have even been released. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to hold off and wait a year to get the game. So I didn't get my first NHL game was NHL 16. Mm-hmm. So then if you remember, I bought, <laughs> so I waited till NHL 16, which would have been 2015. I bought NHL 16 the first day it came out and then I bought the destiny bundle. Mm-hmm. And then I was I like, do remember that. and then I was like, here, you can have the, the, I think it was taken King. Yes. And then I played through all of the DLC in one weekend. Yes. So I was like, Hey, you can have this because I don't care about any other things. I mm. just want to play my NHL game. And I played mm. it and I was like, man, I'm really enjoying this. And then by like mid November, which I would have bought this game in September. So by mid November, I was just not enjoying the game anymore. And so mm. I just stopped playing the game, which if you <laughs> realize before this, I was playing thousands of hours each year. And this, yeah. this game, NHL 16, by November, two months later, I just couldn't play it anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I just remember my grandma called me one day and was like, hey, we bought your cousin a PlayStation and they bought like the Nathan Drake collection. And they're like, would you want this game? Because we can't give this to your five-year-old cousin. So I was like, yeah, whatever. 
So then I remember right around Christmas, I was looking, or like right after Christmas, I was looking at my PS4 going like, this is just sitting here collecting dust. I'm not playing anything, and I hate the I hate the game that I bought this system for. So I tried <laughs> Uncharted, and then that's what really kind of sparked me of trying all these other games. So like, mm-hmm. if NHL was good, I probably wouldn't even be doing this podcast right now because <laughs> I would just be playing NHL. Yeah. So it's the game that changed my life. That that's true. And. Because it was so bad, it changed my life. Um, yeah, it was 2015 because I remember we did our Game of the Year podcast that mm-hmm. year, and you had Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, <laughs> on there. and then that was the year we did that podcast. And then I played like Uncharted around that time, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna commit this year. I'm actually gonna try to get a good top ten list. And after that, I had. I would say good po- top 10 lists. Okay, okay, okay. I, this is so far outside of what this podcast is, but I have to, because I search Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Okay. okay. It's five stars. This is on the sidebar of Google. This is all caps. I'm not going to yell is, it. This is a review? I'll review. I, I used the review. All, okay. It's in all caps. All right. This game is so fun. Back when I was five, now seven, I loved the style and love put into this game. Whenever I put any amiibo on the gamepad, my heart raced with joy. There, wrong there, are so much unique and stylish characters within this game. Others say that this is one of the reasons that the Wii U failed, but I don't listen to those haters. (laughs) The Wii U specs and hard drives single-handedly is better than our generation of consoles made by greedy companies that just make games consoles for the money. You can find the game on shelves for about $5. People say it's that way because it failed, but no, it's because Nintendo is very nice to us and wants their incredible game to be affordable for single mothers that have to pay for food for their children. Honestly, this needs a Switch port. Hashtag Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival Deluxe bonus left out. This completely changes the formula of Animal Crossing games by taking advantage of the hardware it is on, the most popular Amiibos to form the next generation of Animal Crossing, knowing that the true fan base, including me, will be happy at this unique experience. If you don't get this game, then you are not a fan and immediately need to rethink your point of view. Ooh. So, that's great. It was a top 10 game for me. Anyways, uh, that's not in this list, but Amiibo Festival does suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they took they took the good part of Mario Party and somehow removed it. Removed it. Uh, <laughs> yes, and then they took all of the fun that you could possibly have by playing a game like that, and also removed that. But you could break the game with uh, the economy. So the turnips, yeah. So that was tight. Yes. Um. Anyways, I just, yeah, that was 2015. Yeah. <laughs> and it changed your life. <laughs> uh, are you ready to talk about Need for Speed? Yeah. Uh, I could also make a large fart sound for this. <laughs> uh, God damn it. I <laughs> hop, Think about Hot Pursuit. Think about Hot Pursuit. It was, it was awesome. Like, I, oh my God. I loved playing the remake or reboot of need for speed hot pursuit and then every game they released after that was mediocre at best i would say like i got rivals because it was a ps4 launch game and like boy not worth the money i spent on that at the time it just like I don't know. It just removed a lot of the fun and like they tried to start shoving an open world down your neck which like 
it's been proven that open world racing games can be done well, even by them in Need for Speed Underground 2, mm-hmm. right? And like now Forza Horizon exists and like that's an excellent open world game, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know how I, I rivals I can kind of give like somewhat of a pass because it was the first one on the new generation of consoles. But like then they tried to reboot it mm-hmm. with the self-titled one and like make it extreme and all about Instagram and a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And like that was not great uh payback was another one that just like was about the story and did not do it heat was the newest one right yes he is like they were like what's a really popular racing series oh fast and furious what if we took too fast too furious and made that a video game oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then also <laughs> didn't it have like a lot of microtransactions and stuff no and, like, that the way you upgrade is where was that payback that was payback and they okay. learned and they took all that out and heat was fine mm. but i played it on ea access for whatever the 10 hours or how however long you could play i thought it was all right um yeah but yeah payback was the one where like it had the very very aggressive microtransactions yeah and so like i th- i think that at this point when criterion is no longer was no longer the main developer of these they like lost their way or something on this franchise and like now they don't know what it should be or how to get it back to what they need yeah i mean it's it's just another franchise that is completely lost they did announce that it's a new developer now right it's criterion <laughs> okay yeah they like remade criterion into a lead studio and now no one that worked on any of the good titles will be there so it's a meaningless change but maybe they can do some kind of crazy ass reboot of need for speed and get me interested but i at this point i highly doubt it and i would probably just rather play the new forza horizon when it comes out which that could be 2022 yeah 2022 possibly 2021 depending on because they i if they had been developing it alongside the new forza that'll come out with the series x who knows because in theory this would have been the year to do it yeah because 2019 didn't have a forza but i assume this is going to be forza 8 yeah so then that's probably going to push forza horizon which that's all right i mean Mm -hmm. three years could be fine yeah, but I mean, who knows? Because like, also, Turn Ten is developing the regular Forza game, so Playground would be doing something different. So maybe it won't be that long of a wait. But I, I mean, they're not going to want to release a Forza and a Forza Horizon the same year, are they? No, not in the same year. Yeah, but uh, moving on to Plants vs Zombies, they actually made three, apparently. Yeah, so is Battle for Bad uh, Battle for Neighborville just Garden Warfare? Yes. Again? Yes. Okay. And that's so like those those games were interesting. Like they were like they had a lot of weird microtransaction stuff too, but you would like unlock cards to unlock new characters Mm -hmm. and then it was like a strange first slash third person shooter that had abilities with the plants. It it was interesting. Um from what I understand, it was actually a pretty good like jumping on point for kids to play like yeah play like a a competitive online shooter so Mm -hmm. i don't it's not a game for us but like i think people generally liked it yeah 
uh it was given out for free on a lot of different platforms like i think it was free on playstation plus a couple times and like steam and stuff like that so uh yeah i can't can't really say positive or negative one way it was definitely an interesting concept though yes and i I mean they released three of them so i would assume they were fairly successful Mm -hmm. uh the next one is another one of those indie uh ea indie games uh sea of solitude which is another uh indie game that's dealing with like depression and like anxiety Mm -hmm. from what i understand and uh it does it's not very good from my understanding of it i don't think it's necessarily bad i think it just ended up being like oh i don't want to i know this sounds bad but it's just like oh it's another one of those type of things where like they're yeah which like a lot of indie games were trying to do that like oh what the fuck what was that other one papo yo that and that one also did not really hit well with people either right so but yeah it's just kind of like if you want this type of experience unfortunately there are just better examples out there yeah definitely but it does seem like the person or like the developers did try to pour their their heart and soul into it i just don't think Mm -hmm. it completely came together yeah because i remember like that ea press conference like she was one of the positive lights about this game like she seemed very enthusiastic and excited about getting a chance to talk about this game and it's just too bad Mm -hmm. it didn't quite come together yeah another one is the sims 4 so i want to play this so badly because i played the sims 1 for maybe i let's say like five thousand hours i played the sims 2 for probably ten thousand and uh three i got into a little bit uh right when it first came out and i never played any of the expansions but it was like interesting enough uh the reason that i haven't gotten four is because like it's one of those things where I want to have a lot of the expansions as well. Right. And this shit never goes on sale. Like it would cost me hundreds of dollars to get the Sims 4 experience I want to have. At this point, do you think it's better to just wait till Sims 5 come out? And- oh, definitely. Yeah, because when Sims 5 comes out, all of those will be cheap as hell yes. and I can just get in on that. Uh, but yeah, The Sims is one of those games where it's like you either really like it or you really don't. It has a wild fan base. People who like The Sims, that is their whole thing. That is their whole life. Yes. The weird like there are YouTubers who just do that. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. For me, the weirdest thing about The Sims is just like no other company has really tried to replicate it. Yeah. I mean, like, you think about, like, Sim clone, like, the Sims clones. I, like, maybe that Tamagotchi life or whatever that was. Oh, Tamagotchi life? Yeah, kinda. But, like, that's the closest, like, no one's even come close to making, like, a Sims. It's weird that they've just, like, cornered this market and no one's even remotely tried to do anything. Yeah. But yeah. The Sims 4 was a PlayStation Plus game recently, but the console versions are not what I want to play. I remember, was it last year EA come out and said, like, we would put this on Switch, but nobody would play it? Yeah. And then people were, like, very offended. They're like, I would love to have it on my Switch, just playing The Sims on the go. That's perfect. Yeah. And then EA is just like, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want this game. On this well, it's just weird to me. Like The Sims has always been a very much a PC game. Yes, 
because like that's just how the ui is made yeah and i remember when they first started putting it on consoles like the sims 2 and you're like oh this is not as fun with the controller on the ui huh well and the other issue is like how like expansions wouldn't even work back then on the on p on like console on yeah. console like i like because like one had so many expansions and the way they did expansions it did i own every one still i have them all still. yeah I, I had them all too but like you couldn't have that experience on console there's just no way to do it no and so like what you would get is like a weird bastardized version of the sims 2 right. with like less than half the items that the original has on pc so it was, just, it was a weird thing yeah uh, but yeah, I guess The Sims 4 does like comically well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still put out, they put out like different variations of packs. There's like big expansions and then there are like smaller stuff packs that add more just like a couple different item types that then have some gameplay associated with them. Like right now there's like that weird tiny house craze going on where people are building all their fucking tiny houses in real life to try to save the environment or whatever and uh they they made an expansion for the sims 4 about building tiny houses mm-hmm. yeah and that's just wild i don't know when i hear sims 4 i just think about like giant bomb the beast cast abby's just a huge fan of it and every mm-hmm. time there's an expansion or something coming out she has to explain what all the different packs are to Vinny every single time yeah and, and Vinny still doesn't understand it because it is it's it is actually kind of confusing yeah there are two or three of them mm-hmm. uh, two different types yes. but like it, at this point it's crazy and they have so much content in the sims 4 that it's one of those things it's always a bummer because when they go to the new one it's gonna be then fair. they have to remove so much yes and then, like, you're going to have to pay to get back, like, pets and all the stuff that you had gotten used to for the past, like, six or seven years. So it's weird. But, like, at the same time, like, if I, I don't think it bothers people too much if, like, that's all you play. Because, yeah. like, even buying all those packs and stuff, they're probably spending less money on video games than you and I, who just, yeah, like, definitely. play, like, try to play almost everything. So, like... Mm-hmm. It is just one of those cases where, it, like, when I played the old NHL games, I definitely spent a lot less time or a lot less money on video games. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I personally, I can't give The Sims 4 a plus. Like, I just didn't play it. Like, I, No, yeah, I can't either. Um, And then there's Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. I played Battlefront 1, and I knew that I wasn't going to enjoy it but I love the original Battlefront 1 and 2 so much right. that I was like, I'll give it a shot, even though it definitely is just going to be Battlefield with a Star Wars skin. And I was right. It was literally just Battlefield with a Star Wars skin. And I didn't really enjoy it that much, but I don't think it was bad. Like, it looked really good graphically because they know how to make Frostbite look really good. Right. Uh, and then I just fell off probably within the first week. I remember it was like very bare. Like it didn't. Have yeah, definitely. Anything. It had very little content. Yes. And then that was a very common complaint. And then, mm-hmm. and then they were like, we listened to the fans and now we've made a single player campaign. Yep. And battlefront two came out and it was, it, this is the game. This is probably one of like the most defining games of the generation because this, this is, really like with microtransactions before and after 
I mean, oh yeah, it completely changed the landscape of just micro- microtransactions in general. Yes, and video games and just microtransactions because they just did such a shitty job that like politicians started (laughs) seeing the complaints and stuff about it and like there was all the talk of like possibly like regulating the industry because of that so then they had to like scale back so much on it because they don't want the government to get involved in the video game industry to that degree right and stuff like that so it was like it things could have gone a lot differently if they had not scaled back and if other developers hadn't started scaling back as well. Yeah, because that was really ramping up. It was, yeah. And then now it's all, like, died, which, I mean, this is... even It died well before even, like, everything with coronavirus, but, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did just kind of die, and you just don't see the aggressive microtransactions anymore. No, I mean, that's usually left to mobile games at this point i think but microtransactions are still definitely i think a huge point of contention with everyone i guess but you just i i and maybe it's just because like new games haven't released a lot in the last five months Mm. that we just haven't seen any big controversy like microtransaction controversies in a long time yeah that's possible because I, I can't think of, like, the last time we really had one. No, I can't really either. But as I, there's, like, since November, there really hasn't been a lot that's released, so it's hard to to say. But, like, that's one I gotta give a negative to, just because of, like, the shitstorm that was Battle. Oh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, they've brought it back a lot since then, yes. but, like, at that time, it was fucking... Yes. Oh, boy. This was, like, on news and sites, and yes, um, it, it yeah. definitely did go to, like, Euro- the European uh, different, uh, like, c- congresses in, in Europe, and it definitely mm-hmm. was brought up by senators in the U.S. Like, this was... This, this just transcended video games yeah which i feel like very few things do and when and of course this was just like one of the the real shitty ones that definitely made it through yeah uh after that one would actually be fallen order which i forgot oh yeah i i somehow missed that so let's just put that here yeah so do you want to talk about jedi fallen order uh, I mean, I liked it and you did not. So does that balance it out? I mean, I think on this podcast, we have talked enough about Jedi Fallen Order to last a lifetime. I mean, like, I my issues were more just like how broken it was and everything. But like, if I had to give it like a out of five, I would give it a three. Yeah, like, I, I think it was a good game. Like, I would give it a four out of five so if like, it was me. It's so like, we're talking like, about like, me giving it like a zero you giving it a plus one so i'm fine giving it a plus one i recognize that a lot of people did like it i just thought it was a broken mess and very overrated but i'm also just not the star wars guy so yeah um now titanfall one came out and that really just didn't have any single player that was all multiplayer and they just kind of yeah they tried to do a really weird thing where like it would tell a story through like audio yes while you were playing online and that just didn't really work super great and it also this was was this the one that released between battlefield and call of duty or was that titanfall 2 
No, that was this one as well, I think. So they did it to both Titanfalls? I believe so. Okay. Because, like, I, I know Titanfall 1 was generally well-received. Yeah, people really liked the way you wall run mm-hmm. and Titans are cool, so. But, like, it was just, it just never caught because it just has, like, such huge competition in Battlefield and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, two, that same issue, but I, I mean, two is... I I've heard a lot of people say Titanfall two is their favorite sh- shooter campaign of the generation. Yeah. I have heard that from a lot of people. Yes. And I would definitely before doom eternal, I had it at number two. I yeah. would still put it top three. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And you haven't played Titanfall two, correct? Correct. Is there a reason you just don't really have any interest in first-person shooters? Yeah, I just don't like playing first-person shooters enough to, like, especially when they first come out. And then I think my time to actually play Titanfall 2 has passed at this point. Because I could get it for relatively cheap, but, like, do I, will I ever play it? Probably not. No, that's too bad, because, like, I think pacing-wise, it's one of the best-paced, like, first-person shooters I've ever played. Oh, yeah, and, like, all of the way they did all the vignettes and stuff sounds super cool, and all the action set pieces, it's just I don't know that I'll ever get to it. Yeah, and and, so. and the reality is, if you really wanted to, you could crank that out in, in an evening. It's, like, a, yeah, yeah. It's like a five-hour game, so mm-hmm. it... But yes, I realize that you are the type you would just never, you, you won't ever play this game. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, we have Unravel 1 and 2, which we didn't play 1, but we did play 2 together, which because I had the co-op. And I, I enjoyed that game. I don't know how you feel about it. Say sorry. Say that again. I, someone just texted me, and I okay. thought my brain almost broke. Okay, I was talking about Unravel Two. We didn't play one. We did play two, and I I generally did enjoy playing Unravel Two. Yeah, I I enjoyed playing Unravel Two. I think that my favorite part of it was at the very end. Yes, with the swinging. which we yeah we had talked about that at the on the podcast yes. before. But it like I think it got way more fun at the end. <laughs> it did. It was just like, why couldn't more of the game be like this? Yeah. And then I thought there was going to be like some ramp up of like, Ooh, you could add some really interesting puzzle elements with this. And then they were just like, nah, it's over now. But yeah, I was like, well, I guess, you know, you don't want too much of a good thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, the puzzles throughout the game were interesting. Oh, remember that story with like the, whatever was happening in the background. I st- I demand to know. I <laughs> I demand to know what happened in the story of Unravel Two, and no one knows. Uh, that was. I remember uh, trying to look it up. Like, what's up with the fucking ghost children? <laughs> what? It, why is the yarn alive? Please, anyone explain this to me. And all I could find were like weird Reddit posts where people were like, "I think this is the story." I was like, "God damn it! Isn't the developer out here in an interview saying like, these are the ghost children? This is what they're all about?" But no. Uh, I do remember when the dude came out on stage with his little yarn guy. Mm-hmm. That was fun. <laughs> yes, yes. And this was one of those cases I remember it was at E3, and they were like, it's out now. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I eventually picked it up because like, at this point it was just you and I hanging out because our friend moved away. Mm. So I was just always looking for just like, co-op experiences so i was like oh this could be neat and different 
And it, it, I would say, as I, as we talked about back when we played the game, uh, it was just a fun co-op experience. I don't think I would enjoy playing it alone. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think. But yeah, I think I think it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gone through and I counted up the pluses and minuses, and EA is at a minus one. Okay. Uh, so like personally, that probably means we're looking at a d or a c yep would you what would you say because like i know you really like jedi fallen order but other than that did you really like anything no uh in fact i probably disliked more than i liked on this list yes because like we discussed unravel too but i don't think that would be enough to outweigh any of these others where i really like titan and that's my only like really big plus. So yeah, I think yeah. I, I don't I don't think they it's quite a D. No, I would say it's probably a C. Um so now we're talking about probably somewhere between 7 and 10 on the list. Uh, so Yeah. Where are you thinking? Because I can tell you where I'm thinking. Where are you thinking? Uh, right below Activision. I was going to say either below Activision or below Devolver. And the only reason why I have it above Devolver is because I like Titanfall 2 more than any of the games Downwell, Pedro, or Gungeon. But I know you really like Downwell. Would you say you like Downwell more than Jedi Fallen Order? I mean... I know that's a really Te- weird. That's a really weird thing <laughs> yes. to say. I, technically, yes, but I can see where you're coming from on that. If you wanted to put it at eight now mm-hmm. and knock Humble Bundle off, I mean Humble Bundle that... is definitely coming off. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, but like, I, the real question is here: is it above Devolver or below Devolver? I would say we can put it above Devolver, I guess. Uh, I, yeah, because like, there's Titanfall. There's Jedi Fallen Order. Those are probably the two big positives that EA has. So Yeah. Okay. I uh, will just knock them off. We'll move this down, and then I will be sure to read it, read off what we have. So as we discussed, we moved off. We bumped Humble Bundle off the top 10. Mm-hmm. So now we have at number 10, Team 17 with a C. At number nine, we have Devolver with a C. At number eight is Electronic Arts. That's the new game, new publisher we have on this list. At number seven is Activision with a C. At number six is Blizzard with a B. At number five is Chucklefish, uh, Chucklefish with a B. At number four, this makes me smile every time, Bethesda's at number four with a C. Uh, number three is Bandai Namco with a B. At number two is 505 Games with a B. And at number one is Capcom. Now, as we discussed... Our, our lord and savior. Our lord and savior. Uh, as we discussed, this is now going to be a weekly podcast for the time being. So now we're going to be just moving along. And we will be doing Nintendo, Manny. Oh, the best. I'm so excited. Um, I think it's... Oh, boy. I think we're going to have a new number one. 
I also do because because I know you. Yeah, I like I. There are probably very few negatives outside of Mario Party for me, uh, and that's not even really a negative because I think Mario Party. I can think of one massive negative for you, or just for me for Nintendo in general for Nintendo. Oh, and that is one two switch. Oh yeah. That's, you know, that I can go either way on that. I see, um, like, my fun. big thing is that should not have been a $50 product. No, but do you remember milking the cow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was tight. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan. <laughs> and then the one where you, like, shake it and find out how many marbles are in the box? Mm-hmm. The, the rumble. Mm-hmm. If that was, you know, Wii Sports and it just came with every Switch, different story. But charging $50 for that monstrosity, that was unacceptable. But the good news is you didn't pay $50. No, but I offended that Nukia spent $50. (laughs) I'm not. I think that's great. (laughs) I've, you know, he probably still has it. Yes. And that's, that makes me so happy. (laughs) I hope he's never, like, I can't imagine anyone in the world has played more than five hours of that game. Mm, We could mate we could do it oh i could do it i mean we've played what two hours and experienced at least and and we've experienced everything there is to experience with that game yeah we could milk it there was that quick draw thing that i had enough fun with to you know (laughs) do whatever yeah so i we're gonna do weekly podcasts i was going to say that now they'll probably be shorter because i don't think that there will be much news each week but then Nintendo made 17 trillion games this generation. Yes. So, but I, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but we will have played less games. We will have played less games and there will be a week less of news. Yeah. So I think those sections will be shorter. I do think generally it will be a little shorter. I think the Nintendo one will probably be lengthier, but then in a month or however long we have Sony, which will be just as long as the Nintendo. Sega also has released 17 billion products. So I, yeah, man, we got to, Oh, never mind. It's going to be long forever because I just looked at square Enix has released Mm -hmm. a lot. Take two has released a lot. Ubisoft has released a lot. I guess Warner brothers hasn't. Mm -hmm. And neither has Xbox game studios because it all got canceled. No, Xbox released a ton. They released Halo and Gears of War. Uh, and both Ori's in Forza Horizon. I, I forget about Forza. And, that's true. And then they the Insomniac game. Oh, yeah. They did do Sunset Overdrive. And they did Rise, the Son of Rome. Ah, yes. Everyone's favorite. I they've When we do Xbox, you're going to go, wow, they actually did have one, a lot of games, and two, a lot of actually pretty solid games. I'm going to give them a big negative for canceling Scalebound. That... I'm still upset. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so yeah, with that, that's going to do it for this week. We're almost at our three-hour limit here, trying to keep it under three hours. That was the goal, so we did it, man. <laughs> that was the goal. We did it. I told you we were going to make it. <laughs> uh, as always, theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Uh, good chiptune band. Check them out. And you can catch us next week for our now weekly podcast until the pandemic is over. Catch you guys next week. Peace out.